When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Yeah! Happy, happy Wednesday, everybody. Welcome on in Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network, D-Gun. Rob Ellis Gunner. Gunner is like the uh, the Joel Embiid of sports take today. He's got a broken face. He's got a concussion. He's got torn thumb ligaments, and he's got some throat issues. But he is going to fight <clears throat> through it because he's a trooper. Hey, um, out at the Brian Dawkins golf <laughs> event, and um, man, a whole lot of yelling and trying to yell over music and people talking. I had to MC a couple of uh, events, um, and so I got to go back out there again. Uh, today and try to suck it up do this unfortunately i have to leave you at two o'clock and head out back out to pin oaks okay but man what what a great opportunity to see uh so many guys to talk to you know Corey simon is here trey thomas is here donovan is here westbrook was out there mm. our colleague barrett brooks uh jumped on uh he was out there he came later he had uh job commitments he'll be checking uh, in by the way barrett will yep to kale spikes uh oh, yeah. is, is there yeah um man so uh, chad lewis um and you know some of the guys who didn't make it yesterday uh brent selick is golfing today nice um yeah so a great collection of people great collection pin oaks puts on a first class event dude let me tell you something last night for the uh for the soiree yes they were having high-end scotch. Now, I'm not a drinker, but they were having high-end scotch. Wow. Uh, dude, the crab claws, the shrimp, the oysters, oysters big as a baseball. Man, right. let me tell you something. Oh, so I can't wait to get back out there today for the uh, closing dinner. Okay. So to speak, yeah. So it's a great time, bro. That's exciting, man. All right, so yeah. huge show today. Huge show, Derek. Uh, a little later in the show. We're going to have the uh, the king himself, Howard Eskin, is going to join us at 2 o'clock. 2.30, Dan Klecko, my post-game partner on, uh, on WIP, is going to join us. And at 1 o'clock, Todd Zalecki, MLB.com, is going to be joining us. But the big news, yep. and this broke an hour ago, whatever it was, somewhere in that neighborhood. Yep. The Eagles' offseason, which we didn't think was going to be, like, super aggressive, continues, man. They go out there and they sign James Bradbury, one-year deal, is probably going to get up into the $10 million range, 7.25 guaranteed, uh, Derek, and the rest of it is is in incentives that he can easily reach. But now all of a sudden, 
you're talking about a position that we went in extremely concerned about uh, not all that long ago. And you have Darius Slay and James Bradbury in that defensive backfield to go with all the other moves that the Eagles have made this offseason, man. And I think the expectation level for this team in 2022, that bar has been raised in a big, big, big way. If they all stay healthy, if. That's a big if. Um, What did I tell you and Barrett yesterday? Barrett kept saying, I don't know how the Eagles can find the money to sign one of these guys. I said, if there's anybody who can move money around and make it work, it's Howie Roseman. And I thought thought they would wait until training camp was over before they try to pick somebody off. Oh, no. Howie goes out the next day and grabs a guy who's played a high level of football for quite some time and to compliment. Now, even if they do nothing with the safety position, now that your corner position is set, your front seven is set, you know, you can still hide deficiencies at the safety spot. You know, Anthony Harris is, is not great, but not bad. Uh, you've got young kids back there. You can't, you know, you, you can't have pro bowlers at every position, but I tell you what, you're exactly right, man. Um, the odds for them uh, winning the division and going deeper to the playoffs, if they stay healthy, if Jalen Hurts improves, there's a whole lot of ifs. And I know people are excited, but like I always say, pump the brakes. You know, we're not playing games in May, June, July, and August. You know, let's see how they hit the ground running. The schedule is so favorable for them coming out the gate to pile up wins early. Uh, so everything is falling in place for this team right now. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. And, and, Again, I think we went into this, and one of the things we talked about, Derek, during the draft when they didn't necessarily address address this position was, look, we're only in May. There's plenty of time here for how right. to make a trade, to make a signing. Right, right. could happen in camp. Well, it so happens it, it came down a lot earlier than that uh, with Bradbury. And now all of a sudden, you look at the positions that they needed to shore up. Look, you still have concerns about safety. There's no doubt. Yep, yep. But you look at the positions they needed to shore up. They needed to get better as a pass rushing team in general. They get Hassan Reddick. They also get, you know, draft a guy in Jordan Davis, who in theory is going to be able to give you push and potentially yep. get, get, get pressure on that quarterback or at least allow the others to get the quarterback. You get Brandon Graham back. You have, you know, Josh Sweat, hopefully uh, developing, continuing to develop, you know, yes. from what we've seen so far. You should, in theory, be much better getting to the quarterback. <coughs> the linebacker position, which was a huge concern. Kaiser White, who we hardly even talk about, but they signed him for Absolutely. the They bring in Kobe Dean. You know, Hassan Reddick is going to be sort of a hybrid guy, but nonetheless, you know, he could play a little linebacker for you. They're, they're way better at that position than they yep. were last year. Oh, yeah. And, and now they're light years better at corner than they were last I mean, most of the people you talk to about Bradbury say – Okay, he was in a in a system that didn't wasn't necessarily conducive to him. They were they were a team that wasn't good. They kind of all played into it. It's a great stat that Dave Zingaro threw out there, Derek, which I thought you you would enjoy. Um, you know, regarding um, Bradbury. So there's two players in the last since 2015 with 15 plus interceptions and 80 plus pass breakups, and those two people are Darius Slay and and Bradbury. So you, you what know those. You yeah, so you've massively upgraded a couple critical positions. And, yes, you're still a little light in one. But now it's all there for Jonathan Gannon. There's no excuses. There's no, you know, thought process of, well, he doesn't have enough, so he's got to be super conservative guy and all that. You know, that's all at the window. We, we usually apply that to Jalen Hurts. How about let's yep. apply it to Jonathan Gannon now? Because you have some of the weapons that you need. 
You know, when you let a player like Bradbury go, like the Giants did, and, I, you know, I, the first thing you want to say is, okay, what's the problem? Why are they letting him go? And maybe he just doesn't fit Brian Dabo's system. Whatever that system is, maybe he just doesn't fit the system. But you just, just don't let a guy walk like that unless you're clearing cap space or you identify him as somebody not fitting what you want to do, okay? Uh, there's no reports of any injuries lingering with this guy. We know he's capable of playing uh, good quality football. You know, this is a guy fans, the fan base and social media and on this very show have been screaming for the Eagles to go out and sign. And so Howie, once again, listening, and obviously Howie's not just listening to social media or, or fan base. Um, they sit behind closed doors. They talk. Number one, what kind of locker room guy is he? They're still, they're still very big on locker room culture and understandably so. Mm -hmm. uh, what kind of locker room guy is he? Next, what can he give us on the field? And obviously we know what he's capable of doing. Um, so everything falls in place right now. It, it Everything looks so good on paper right now. Um, but the two biggest factors is how healthy can this team stay and how much will a quarterback improve? Now, I'm anticipating a bigger year. I'm not going to say big year. You know, I'm saying and the, the operative word is bigger year for Jalen Hurts compared to what he had in 2021. What that entails remains to be seen. Um, I know I know Nick Sirianni is streamlining the offense even more so to play to his strengths, to bring out the best in him. Um, and to what degree that's going to be effective for him and the offense in general, we're going to have to wait and see. I don't even think we're going to see a smidgen of it in, in, in you know, preseason. You know, the regulars like last year may not even play in preseason, you know. So we may not see it until they hit the ground running for real. Um, so I, I like everything I'm seeing about this team on paper. And I think right now where we have talked about Dallas still having a slight edge on this team in the division, I think they're neck and neck right here now. I, I think the only I think the only advantage they have right now is is the quarterback. Dak Prescott is a good manager. Dak Prescott has a lot more game reps under his belt than Jalen Hurts does. Mm -hmm. um, but in terms of now personnel for personnel, even with C.D. Lamb, okay, we got A.J. Brown. You know, even with that being said, you know, they got Michael Gallup. We got Devonta Smith. Mm -hmm. You know, even with that being said, I think these two teams are neck and neck, and it comes down fewest turnovers. There are going to be times when you're going to have to win games in the fourth quarter. Who's going to win those games in the fourth quarter? And staying healthy is huge. Yeah, and I, look, I think Eagles fans should be really pumped up because the 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 team has been aggressive. You all you want from your organization is to be aggressive, and I think they've been aggressive right. in a smart way. Not no question, no question. Not in a just you know drunken sailor throwing money kind of way. I, they, they've added pieces. You know, Brad Bradbury's an interesting right. signing because it's a one year deal, which you could look at a couple different ways. It, it's a for him, it, it's a deal where. If he goes out and crushes, he's going to get a multi-year deal, which means the player, yeah, he's going to be very motivated, right? So that's <clears throat> from that standpoint. If you know the trend continues where he wasn't great last year with the Giants, okay, you move on, and you're still sitting <laughs> on two first-round picks next year. By the way, keep that in mind. Yep. So you oh, yeah. can you know recalibrate and reload there. But you know, I, I I'm looking at a team that's gone out and gotten AJ Brown that's yep. in a trade. 
has signed Hassan Reddick, has signed James Bradbury, has signed Kazir White, has drafted Jordan Davis, Nicobe Dean. Yep. I'm not really sure what else you can ask for. Like I, I'd be very curious and, and and great comments, guys. Keep it keep it rolling, man. And we appreciate it. And smash that like button today. Just destroy it today. But you know what more you can really want? I mean, short of everything being perfect, you're always going to be short a little bit in certain spots, like the safety spot. But they've gone a long way this off season to to really, I think, making themselves. You as you said, they're right there, neck and neck with the Cowboys. And all of a sudden you start looking at it, you know, kind of bigger picture here, Derek, in yep. the NFC. And you're right. I'll, I'll get to Hurts uh, in a second. But you look at the NFC now, I think there's a couple of teams could take a step backwards. The Packers could t- take a step backwards yeah, a little absolutely. bit, depending on how absolutely. that plays out, right? Um, Tampa, okay. I mean, still good. But the rest of that, that division is very much up in the air. The Rams, yep. we know how hard it is to repeat. The Cardinals fall apart late in the year. 49ers, there's <laughs> a situation at quarterback. So, I mean, that's what you're looking at here in the NFC. I think they're in any conversation, you know, to be a team that certainly competes for a playoff spot, but maybe, you know, goes deeper than that for sure. No question about it. Um, I think the Rams and Tampa Bay are still the teams to beat. Green Bay's defense is going to be very good. Their running game is going to be very good. But you just don't replace a Devontae Adams with with a couple of rookies. You know, again, they signed Sammy Watkins, but Sammy Watkins, had, it's been years since Sammy Watkins has had a great year. But if anybody can bring a Pro Bowl year out of a Sammy Watkins, it's Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers takes average receivers and makes them into Pro Bowlers, okay? Before him, Brett Favre did the same thing. Um, but, but Green Bay has some major question marks about the receiving core. That's why they spent two of their three higher picks on receivers, young receivers who can run four threes, four fours. Mm-hmm. But they have to develop. They have to get used. You know, Aaron Rodgers to Devontae Adams on that back shoulder throw was second to none in the National Football League. That doesn't exist anymore. Um, there were times when Aaron Rodgers would go down the field and only throw to Devontae Adams in situations. That doesn't exist anymore. So how will that affect Green Bay's overall offense? That's going to be interesting to see. Tom Brady is loaded down in Tampa with weapons. The defense is still good. The offense is, is going to be healthier. Chris Godwin is coming back healthier. You know what Michael Ev- Mike Evans can do. You know, uh, they're still loaded. The running game is le- legit. Uh, the Rams are going to be rock solid on defense. They're, you know, Rams play rugged football on both sides of the ball. But you're right. Arizona, which has the talent, for some reason, fade down the stretch over the last three years. Who are the, who are the Arizona Cardinals? They look good from September to – October, November, and all of yep. a sudden they look like a second tier team in December, January. Um, so yeah, the, and, and as far as that division goes, now having Amari Cooper out of the division is huge for the other teams in the division. I think this Eagles team right now can go toe to toe with the Dallas Cowboys. If you think about it, the Eagles have more veteran experience on defense than Dallas does. You know, uh, the Dallas spent six, six, their first six draft picks last year on defense, young mm-hmm. players rebuilding a defense. They played much better than they did in 2020, but they still were not a so-called shutdown defense. You know, the offense still had to do its part. It's going to be an interesting 2022 across the board, man. Yeah, no, look, no question. And, and so that leads us into <clears> – <throat> You know what we what we talk about almost the entire offseason anyway, but it leads us to, you know, what this really boils down to is the quarterback, right? I mean, this is clearly you know a situation where 
the Eagles are showing faith in this roster, in this coach, I believe. In other words, if you felt like you were still pretty far away and you kind of got lucky last year getting in at nine and eight in a bad division, et cetera, yep. maybe you don't go all in. I'm not saying this is completely all in all, you know, this is not trading for Devonte Adams, you know, kind of stuff, but it's pretty close to going all in Derek. This is uh, being extremely aggressive by a trades, by a free agency and by a draft to put the best roster together here and make this defense more complete and give the quarterback more weapons. So guess what? Now it's on Jalen Hurts. Okay, now is when you have to deliver. And that's really what this is going to amount to for this team because I feel like the other areas are now satisfactory in a, and then some. You know, I, I agree. And, you know, uh, uh, Jalen, nobody knows the pressure that comes with what we look at on paper now more so than a Jalen Hurts. And I, and I do believe, and I've said it time and time again on this platform and other shows, I think Jalen Hurts is a young man, mature far beyond his years, he knows what what's at stake here for him with the Philadelphia Eagles. They have given him the tools now on both sides of the ball, not just for him, but this team to be successful. Um, a, a big part of the, the pressure is on him, but other players have to step up as well. Let's face it. You know, that defense has to play as good as it looks <clears throat> right now. The defense has to stay healthy. I think Zach McPherson – and Marcus Epps are going to get a wealth of learning experience from the likes of Darius Slay and James Bradbury. <coughs> Excuse me. I think the young D tackle Jordan Davis is going to get an incredible amount of, ter- um, of, of learning curve from Fletcher Cox and Javon Hargrave. Milton Williams uh, will be a guy who can take Jordan Davis under his wing to pass along information uh, that, that both Fletcher Cox and, and Hargrave have taught him to teach him what it means to be a professional, how to get yourself ready mentally and physically week in and week out. Um, you know, I, I, I can't wait to see it come together. And, and what a great, I hate to use this term, but what a great get ready for what's to come game to start the season against a team like Detroit, yeah. a team that's rebuilding, uh, a team that has not won much of anything for decades. Um, it, I, I don't like to, I don't like to overlook any opponent, but when I look at Detroit, what a great um, audition, let's say audition, so to speak, for the Eagles to work out a lot of different kinks uh, that they haven't ironed out by the end of training camp. Yeah, I mean, the early part of the schedule here, uh, you know, which we've 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 covered a, a good amount, but just to refresh people's memories who may not have it right in front of you, you get Detroit, yeah. who, you know, they were really bad last year, although they did play a lot of close games, and that that. That should be accounted for. Uh, Minnesota, who's kind of tough to handicap sometimes. They do have a new yep. coach. They have an yes. offensive coach. And yep. Cousins is hot. It's not like he doesn't have weapons. I mean, you talk about Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. He's got some weapons and Cook. No question. You know, there's weapons. So no question. I don't know if that's a walkover like some people might think it is. Then you go to Washington and, you go, and, and then Jacksonville home. The point is, all four of those teams <laughs> you're starting out with all had losing records. So if you have a, a team with some new – faces like the Eagles do it, it's it looks like a pretty good opportunity to kind of get some rhythm here and and get yourself you know sort of acclimated to one another well let me let me ask you this who do you think pressure is on more so Jalen Hurts or Jonathan Gannon the pressure is always going to be more on a quarterback than a, than a coordinator but I th- I think at 100 percent 
we should be looking very closely at Jonathan Gannon now because it's weird, Derek. He is, <clears throat> it seems at least universally respected in a very big way around the league yeah. to the point where he's yeah. getting job interviews this past year when the Eagles defense was just okay. And, 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 you know, you talk to some Eagles fans, they think they were terrible. Their, their numbers are just okay. They're not terrible, but they weren't great. Now, some of that is that you didn't have the personnel. But now, having the kind of personnel that he has, we just went through it, a pass rush, improved linebacking core, big-time improved cornerback situation. They should be a lot better, which should allow him to show all that he has, right? The problem with all of that is we have such tunnel vision when it comes to a quarterback and a head coach that no matter what, we're going to be looking at Jalen Hurts. It's just the nature of the beast. It doesn't matter if it's Jalen Hurts or anybody else playing that position. But the pressure should absolutely, the fire should be lit under Jonathan Gannon's rear end. I don't want to see anything close to the defense that Jonathan Gannon came out with in 2021. And we all agreed across the board, maybe he didn't have the personnel to do some of the things that he wanted to do to play some of the games that he wants to play. You know, we saw at times Fletcher Cox rushing from the outside instead of on the inside. We saw Hargrave move out. I expect to see more of that. I want to see him the D tackles move around and not be stationary. We saw Milton Williams play on the outside occasionally. As I said yesterday on this very show, I want to see Nicobe Dean go from inside to outside. I don't think he's just a so-called middle linebacker. I think he's the kind of guy you can move from backer to backer to try to find a weak link, a mismatch, so to speak, uh, for his quickness and his ability to get away from tackles and guards. Um, I expect to see corners coming down in the box. I want to see the safeties come down in the box more. Now that you have Bradbury and Slay on the back ends, <clears throat> they should be able to hold it down. I want to see some more single high state. I want to see some more single high safety stuff and start moving the chess pieces a lot more to try to get inside a quarterback's head. I'm with you. I, you know, one of the things you're looking for is aggression, right? But you got to be smart, aggressive. And, and I right, think, right. you know, last year with Gannon, I, to an extent, Derek, I understand he didn't, Look, those your front didn't get there enough. You know, he didn't feel good enough about it, sending some of his linebackers because they weren't good enough, and maybe he didn't right, trust right. anybody other than Slay. I, so I get it where you're not going to be, you know, Buddy Ryan and Jim Johnson in, in, in sending the house a lot of times. Understood. <clears throat> but I still think he took it to an extreme too far, also with letting quarterbacks bleed him to death. I mean, you remember what what Derek Carr did to him at 91% completion percentage. I'm sorry, right, man. Right. You got to do something to try and counteract that. Even if you get beat deep from time to time, I don't want to die that way. This slow, you know, cut. I'll rather be aggressive and see if maybe you can make a play. Now is where we need to see. Look, the, the one thing that people talk about with him all the time is Jonathan Gannon. He's an adaptable coordinator. He said it himself. I don't necessarily have a system. Okay. Yeah, the, he has a philosophy. He has a philosophy, which means it's going to change week to week. But now, fundamentally, he's got the ability to be a much more creative, aggressive play caller on that side of the ball. Let these guys eat, man. Let them go eat. You know, what do they say? Hungry dogs need to be fed? Yeah. You got some hungry dogs on that defense now. You have some young kids who, who want to prove that they are worthy of being in the NFL. Uh, two of them come from an incredibly high pedigree college like Georgia. Um, you've got some veterans uh, like Fletcher Cox, who is smart enough to understand this could be a swan song as a Philadelphia Eagle, still wants to stay in the game, still wants to make some money. Um, 
you got a lot of guys that are still trying to prove it. A TJ Edwards, mm-hmm. just because he was here last year doesn't mean he's going to have the extensive playing time this year. So you got a lot of hungry dogs on that defense, man. Um, and hopefully he unleashes the hounds because anything less than that, he's going to hear about it from this fan base in the media. Yeah, he is. And, and look, we had Howie <laughs> on uh, a week ago. We, we had Howie mm-hmm. Roseman on the show, and it was it was great talking with him. Um, and you know, one of the just you sometimes you get a sense from just speaking with someone that a we're not done making moves and B I think they feel like they're going to be a pretty good football team. And that was the vibe I got off of Howie. And, and, and granted, you know, he was coming off the afterglow of a pretty strong draft where he got AJ Brown, et cetera. But yeah. I, you know, and we, we talked about it, Derek, after, you know, after he jumped off with us, just, just the sense that something more is coming here, man. And he <laughs> kind of almost felt like he knew even last week that this deal was probably pretty close. Yeah, you know, I think he kind of tipped his hand when he agreed with me um, when I said, you know, um, are you still looking at things? And he says, you know, we're always trying to improve the team. He always says that, you know, but knowing what I know about a Howie Roseman, Howie Roseman never sits still. If there's any way, shape or form that he feels he can enhance the product, he's going to do that. And I think this team came away feeling extremely good with what they saw in the field in 2021 at the conclusion of the season a team that beat teams that were supposed to beat that got that the taste of playoff experience. A lot of young players got playoff experience. It didn't end well for them, but see that's ingrained in their mind. Even though a, a, a recent Super Bowl team took them to the woodshed, that was a valuable learning tool for these young kids on what we need to do to be that so-called Super Bowl team. <clears throat> and so how we, when you looked at it, look, we need to get better at pass rushing. We need to get better at corner. We need to get better in the trenches. We need to get nastier. <clears throat> so what did he do? He went out and got himself a young D tackle, young linebacker, <clears throat> a proven corner to go opposite a proven corner, mm-hmm. and, and a hungry line, a hungry young linebacker who was a defensive player of the year in college. What more can you ask for? I mean, simply, yeah, I, what, what more? What more can you ask for? And, and the other thing I would just caution people to, uh, w- when you go into an offseason – with somebody like Howie who, who really made his bones working that cap, right? That that's where he was able to ascend and climb in the organization. Right. I, I heard a lot of people before the off season saying, look, they're not going to be able to do anything or very little because they, they still are right. pretty cap strapped. Yep. And I always tell people, look, you can not like the moves he made. You can not like him as a, as a GM and, and that's all well and good. He always figures out ways <clears throat> to manipulate this cap to where they can they can wiggle out of jams and be aggressive and no better example than this offseason so far. I mean, have they been hamstrung by anything? They've been super aggressive even with all of that. You know, I have said up until recent years that I, even last year, how he did a much better job bringing in free agents than he did drafting players. I can't say that now <clears throat> based on last year's draft <clears throat> and what he's done this year in terms of the draft, not even the free agents but just the draft alone. He's changed his mind mindset in terms of <clears throat> neglecting SEC players. Look at look at the SEC players he has on this roster from last year and this year. He got a couple of players from a championship pedigree team like Georgia uh, to come in here, and so now I think is even keel. You know, keep your fingers crossed. I think is even keel. You know how he has elevated his status now in terms of identifying talent, better talent, both in the draft uh, as well as free agency. And you look at what he got a James Bradbury for. If what we're hearing is true, 11 teams wanted him. 
They narrowed it down to three teams. He ends up with the Eagles. Why? Number one, uh, did the Eagles pay him more than anybody else was asking? Mm-hmm. Or did he – I don't know what kind of relationship he has with the Darius Slayer or other players on defense. Is it because he feels that this team is about to turn the corner mm-hmm. when he looks us on this roster? We're going to find out when James Bradbury steps to the podium and speaks to the media. But, yeah. you know, all of a sudden, they out they outplayed 10 other teams to get a James Bradbury to come down to Pike from New York and, and play for the Philadelphia Eagles. That's, that's huge kudos to Howie. No doubt. All right, so a little bit later, Howard Eskin's going to join us. Uh, Todd Zalecki's going to join us. Dan is going to join us. But look who's joining us right now. Once again, he's on the links. The one and only Barrett Brooks playing in Brian Dawkins' charity golf tournament. What's up, B? What's up, my amigos? Hey, man, what's the buzz there about the Bradbury signing? Bro, it's unbelievable, man. You can tell me a lot of these um, old-timers are standing back and saying, look, they're trying to win now. They're trying to make it happen. And uh, Yeah, yeah. I mean, once again, how we doing, how we things. I mean, would you say that they're now the – they got a top – what is it, top five tandem or top five uh, quarterbacks in the, in the, in the NFL no now? Question. No question. Avante Maddox is, is, is one of the – I would say, you know, he's not a top ten type of – um. he's a top ten. I say he's about a top ten, uh, you know, slot corner. <sighs> so, he, he's he's developing. He's going to be at that point. So, I mean, this 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 – becomes a game changer yeah not a safety position you're kind of you're kind of cool at the safety position now because i mean epps right. has been very feasible mm-hmm. he's played more than half a season every year yep uh you know i, I think they're ready to compete well barrett i i think you you hit the nail on the head man this is the organization saying we feel like we're a lot closer than than some people thought maybe this is Absolutely. not just hey let's see yeah. what happens this year this is we're going in, man. I mean, you're not making moves like Bradbury. You're not making moves like A.J. Brown, like Kaiser White, you know, being aggressive with a Hassan Reddick signing. That's if you right. don't feel that's like right. you're a good football team that's got a shot here, I'm not talking about just the division. I'm talking about in the entire conference. Well, it, it definitely is. You can come on. Come on, you come in. Um, it, it, I think the A.J. Brown signing really put things in a perspective that they're going to win now. I think if they hadn't have done that – here you go, sweetie. If they hadn't have did that, mm-hmm. then um they wouldn't be going this direction. But you know, signing him really put him in that put him in that mm-hmm. mindset. How about this guy, Gutter? He, he he's giving us football analysis and signing hey, autographs mo- at the same mo- time. It's unbelievable. It's multitasking. Sometimes I tell you guys off this show, some people know who I am. You know, it's just <laughs> dealing with those you two personalities, man. You guys put me in my place, man. You know, you you definitely put him in a position where. You know, I, I I'm definitely humbled. I'm you're definitely get, humbled. you're getting a lot hey. of love for the lid, by the way. They like the bucket hat. Oh, okay, yo, the, thank the you. people Appreciate like it, it, man. Yeah, hey, hey, B Brooks. I'm playing with B Brooks. I'm playing with some young guys too. Some young gunners. Uh-oh. <clears throat> young gunners. What's up, fellas? There they are. What's, What's up, up, boys? Yep. All right. Good luck this, keeping Barrett. Barrett in line too. today is going to be a challenge for you guys. You got your work cut out for you with 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 Big B. All right. Hey, B Brooks. B Brooks. They're ringers. They're ringers. All right. They look like yeah. They're ring- yeah, right, yeah. Rem- remember when we argued yesterday? You said I don't see how Howie can find the money to get a, a a corner in here, and I said, "Here's what I know about Howie: he never sits still. He's always twitching." And I thought it would be after training camp when the waiver wire, you know, players start hitting the waiver wire. <clears throat> Dude, Howie is as good, if not better, than anybody at the league at moving money. 
to get what he wants. You're absolutely right, man. He's he shocked. You could have bought me with a wooden nickel that he was able to get this yeah. deal done. Yep. You're, you're talking about $10 million that he found to, to move around and stay under the cap, yep. sign his yep. rookies, give give a couple of his, his free agent rookies more money than probably any other uh, guy at that position, and that still something? being able to uh, be competitive in the market and go get quality players. Once again, he gets the what? I would say Brad Barry is the, the best corner that was in free agency at this point. Yeah, he did yeah. it again. He, he did, did it again. again. No yeah. question. No, about he it. did. And and uh, I I say this all the time about Howie. It, it's you can love him, hate him, whatever. He is an he is an aggressive guy. He is not a yep. sit on his hands kind of guy and right. just sort of wish right. and hope. He he he's going to go down in flames or he's going to he's going to succeed in you know you know skyrocketing. And you're seeing, you, you, I think they genuinely took obviously they they nobody liked the way two years ago went. And Howie said it with us. When we had him on last week, they were embarrassed by that. And they've yep. now set about since that time systematically changing the, 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 the scope of this team. And they've done, they made some major moves in the last two years, guys, so far. Major, major, major. They, they, they've come and, and they're now out of the, the basement. And this makes them better than, than the, um, better going into the season than Dallas Cowboys. This pick yeah. right here. Makes them better than the Dallas Cowboys. So yeah, yeah that's what I, I said. I, and I said I said they had the edge on Dallas in terms of defensive personnel because even though Dallas played much better defense last year, they played with a bunch of kids that are still learning their way. Right. Eagles yep. are bringing in veterans, you know, a lot of veterans to help get this thing turned around. And yep. you know, quarter quarterback, I'll still give Dallas the edge in quarterback, but for yep. wide receivers, <clears throat> they have CD Lamb, we have AJ Brown. They have Michael Gallup. We got Devonta Smith. Mm-hmm. You know, you can, you know, and I think the Eagles' offensive line is better than Dallas's offensive line now. No, that's not the, it is. It is it Dallas's is. offensive yeah. line is is a shell of what it was a yeah. couple of years yeah. ago. Oh, oh, by yeah. the way, by the way, all together linebacker, I think our our our, our linebacking core has now reached it or was kind of even. Now you have a standout player. You got a stud player in in Parsons, but yeah. after that, and Van Der Esch, yeah. Eh, eh. I mean, not really. You know, I think we we kind of you know on even um, even playing field now when it comes yeah. to that. So yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. ready, man. Yeah, well, hey, I don't know you guys got to go to break. Have fun, uh, brother. I'll see, I'll see, see you out there in a few hours, dude. Hit him straight, All right, my man. All right, Rob. All right. Have fun, B. All right, talk to you soon, man. I appreciate it. That's Barry <clears> checking in from from uh, Penn Oaks, right? Right, Derek. Is that where? Uh, yeah, Penn Oaks Golf Course. Yep, at Westchester. Out Westchester. Beautiful golf course. Great group of people who run the course. I got to meet one of the owners. Nice. Um, a lot of a lot of the workers out there. Just just great people, man. Just yeah. down to earth people, and they do it first class, man. First class in hospitality, yeah. first class in food. You know, I'm all about the food. Oh, how, how did I know that somehow the yeah. food would be worth it? But I, hey, That's you know what's hilarious? Get back out there, brother. What's hilarious? I'm, I'm I'm I see all you guys in the comment section, and we appreciate the love and the excitement that you got for this this move that the Eagles made, et cetera. I love that the people in the comment section. And by the way, again, guys, let's hammer the like button today, okay? But they keep track of how many eyeballs are on us right now, and they're yeah. counting down. We got to get to seven hundred. We got to get to six hundred. We got to get to eight hundred. Well, we went over the seven hundred mark. For what it's worth, so people people are excited, man. So we're gonna keep it rolling. Let's get it. Let's you get some honey and tea in that throat, man. But we will. uh, I know you're you're fighting through it. Hey, hey, just so just so I let you uh, to let you know, for some reason I'm having laptop issues here. I may have to switch over to my phone. So if if I drop out, 
If I right. drop out, I'll read. I'll I got read you. Lance. All right, I got bro. You. No worries. All right, we'll get a quick time out. You get yourself situated, Gunner. Take a take a breath, and we'll come back. Hey, by the way, one o'clock. Todd Zalecki to talk some Phillies. Okay, we keep rolling with the football when we get back. By the way, then after that, two o'clock. Howard Eskin, the king himself. We're riding with the king at two o'clock. We'll talk some birds. He's down at the Novacare Complex today, and then at two thirty, Dan Klecko, who played for the Eagles, the Patriots, the Colts, has three Super Bowl rings. He's going to join us as well. We are blowing the Eagles out today. But this was a major move with Bradbury. You couple it with everything else they've done. Eagles fans should be over the moon with all this. Quick stoppage. Come back. He's D-Gun. I'm Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports, YouTube Network. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Action News, we cherish every moment, and it's our profound responsibility to bring you closer to your world. Never miss a moment. Trust the people at Action News. In Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work, building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities with Local 98, visit us, ibew98.org. All right, did you know I was the Mommy Slam Dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really, don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to ready, go to look, fake a mom. Mama, go, oh, mama! She did it. Again, you can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com.
Welcome back in, everybody. Rob Ellis, Derek Gunn, Barrett out on the links playing in the Brian Dawkins uh, Celebrity <clears throat> Golf Charity Tournament. Derek will be joining him a little bit later. All right, your shot looks actually good. Let's get you a little little bit up a little. You're cutting your well, top I'm, of your I'm head trying. off a touch. Well, look, I'm trying, man. Go. Not bad, I'm, not I'm, bad. I've never done a show on my phone before. So can you hear me? You can hear me okay? Yes, you, I, you sound good. It, you the audio's me? not bad. Yeah, the audio's not bad okay. at all. Yeah. I'm using my, my using my AirPods and all this. Stuff. I'm like, man, this is, modern technology is a pain in the butt, but it's also yeah. a beautiful thing. Yeah, you're right. You can do so, a lot of different things, man, that we couldn't even dream of doing, you know, however oh long goodness. ago. Oh, my yeah, goodness. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. So we're, we're, we're talking, if you're just tuning in, you just just popping out of work for a second or we're running around doing errands or whatever whatever you're up to out doing yard work, which I was doing yesterday, uh, the Eagles made another signing. They signed James Bradbury, and, and, you know, we were sitting there, and one of the things we had continued to talk about <clears throat> when it comes to this team was, you know, the secondary worries me. You take Slay out of the mix, and, and man, what are they going to be able to do? Yeah. You bring in a guy like Bradbury who, granted, I, you know, I don't think anybody's going to argue last year was a bit of a down year. But still, if you look at him over the course of his career, Derek, whether, it, you know, his stops in Carolina or the earlier years, you know, with the Giants or whatever, this guy's a big-time player. And, mm. and he has been, you know, a, a feature corner. You know, Slay's going to be the guy here. We know that much. But he's a guy who's got a nose for the ball. Even last year, had four interceptions, had three the previous year, three the year before that, five the three years before that. You know, in, in terms of passes defense, 17 last year, 18 the year before, 12, 15, 10, and 10 during his Carolina years. You know, and he's also a guy that, that during certain junctures in his career, they didn't throw at all that much. So, you know, you're bringing in a guy who can do a lot of different things, who's versatile, you know, who's who's got – pretty decent size on top of everything else. I mean, this is a guy who's 6'1", 212, Derek. This is not some shrinking violet here. You got some some rangy corners now with Ian Slave out there. And Barrett brings up a great point with Maddox now. That threesome is damn good. Yeah, yeah. and But, you know, Bradbury's more so known for being a, a, a zone-type corner more mm-hmm. so than a press corner. Um, he made his claim to fame in Carolina, parlayed that into some big money with the Giants. <clears throat> um yeah, I, I, we don't know what kind of scheme the Giants are going to play defensively, but um, <clears throat> you know what? He's a pro's pro. He yeah. knows how to play the game. He knows what to look for. I think communications on the back end between him and Slay and Avante Maddox and Harris and those guys is going to be incredible. I think Jonathan Gannon, you know, when he has the DB meetings, that Jonathan Gannon should um, listen to Slay and, and, and Bradbury and, and – Take advice in terms of what do you guys feel more comfortable with? What do you guys want to do? Uh, do you want to be inter- interchangeable parts? Some, you know, some corners like to play on one side. <clears throat> some corners you can flip-flop depending on who the offensive personnel is. Um, this is an opportunity for, for Gannon to really shine. He got a, Gannon got a few interviews this offseason. We're all running, wondering, why did he get interviews for head coaching jobs? <clears throat> if he does, uh, I, we're, we're hoping he does with this. He's going to be in demand after 2022, no question. Yeah, that's okay though. That that's a good problem to have. You know, if guys are trying to pluck your 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 coaching staff or your front office or whatever, that means something's going right. You know, and, and this is, I think, where we're going to be able to we're going to find out why there was such a national fascination 
with Jonathan Gannon when we didn't really yeah. like, I'm not Derek. I'm not one. There's, there are a lot of people that wanted him fired that said he was awful. I definitely don't fall into that category. When I mentioned this to you in the last right. segment, what I, the category I felt <clears throat> is understanding that you're not working with a full deck, you know, in terms of skill with players. Right. But right. also you can't just be the, this ultra conservative guy either. So th- this is where I want to see the creativity, the, the, hybrid schemes and all this other, like i think they're going to use a three four sometimes four three sometimes you know be more of an a, a blitz aggressive kind of defense this is what i want to see and you know we had this debate earlier is it who's more you know who who, who whose turn is it to step up more here is it jalen hurts is it jonathan gannon ultimately i'm going to fall on the side of hurts because he's the quarterback but that doesn't leave gannon off the hook he this now needs to be a really good defense this needs to be a top 10 top seven defense now with this personnel that they have. Uh, yeah. Um, I, I'm going to take a little bit of a pressure off of Jalen Hurts because with, with, the, with the personnel that you have now, <clears throat> you can dink and dunk your way um, down the field. You don't have to hold the ball an extended long period of time. It should be a rhythm offense, one, two, three, throw. You know, whether it's the Brown, whether it's the Smith, Quez Watkins, Jonathan Hightower, Greg Ward, whoever, Jalen Rager even, whoever the case may be, Dallas Goddard, whoever, whoever's out there, it should be a more rhythm-type offense. So you can, you can take some of the disadvantages that we saw in 2021 out of his hand. Um, questioning, is he, is he reading a defense properly? Um, does he go through his progressions quick enough to get the ball to where it goes? <clears throat> Worry about long, uh, throwing longer intermediate routes overthrowing, underthrowing. If you're in a rhythm offense, man, you can tear people. Tom Brady's been doing it for years. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at how quick Tom Brady gets the ball out of his hands. Aaron Rodgers gets the ball out of his hands. You know, um, you, you, can, you can do that with the Jalen Hurts with the personnel now. <clears throat> in terms of Jonathan Gannon, you have now been given the tools to attack like a dog going after a raw, raw bone. You now have the tools to constantly be on the attack instead of being on the heels. There's no excuse for not being able to move your pieces around. Your D tackles can attack from the outside. <clears throat> your DNs can attack from the inside. We've seen the DNs move to the inside in cases. Your linebackers don't have to be stationary. Your corners don't have to be stationary. Your safeties don't. In a game of chess, he should have all the pieces right now to, to, to basically outmaneuver a lot of teams. He's going to encounter a few teams that can go toe-to-toe with him in terms of strategy. He's going to be some pretty good offensive coordinators coming up, but you have the personnel to offset that as well. Yeah, no, no more checkers. This better be a chess. <clears throat> no team. more checkers. Yeah. No and the checkers. other thing is, you know, this is also where your defense has to put your offense in good positions. This is where your defense needs to get some takeaways and set up short fields. Where it just felt like last year, man, there was a a lot of long, long drives. Now, part of that was the Eagles weren't exactly a quick strike offense. So you had to sort of work your way down the field a little bit more. But this is also where your defense can play into this. And the good ones, the really good ones, set the, the offense up at first and 10 at the opponent's 35, as opposed to having you know your own 35 and having to do these long marches down the field. This defense was one of the worst in the league last year in terms of takeovers. Um, <clears throat> with, the t- with the kind of people you have now, a lot of times the defense can make an offense, mm-hmm. okay? You give them a short field more times than not, <clears throat> you give them a better opportunity of putting points on the board, whether it's seven or threes, mm-hmm. you know, 
long as you get some kind of points on the board. This personnel now, you should be able to have a lot more takeaways than you had in 2021. You should be in the top. I'm going to give them some leeway. I'm going to say you should be at least in the top 15 in terms of takeaways. That's not too much to ask in 2022 uh, with the people you have. You have the people in the trenches. You have the people in your front seven overall to attack a quarterback and force that quarterback to make quicker decisions. Uh, A lot of times force them to go to their weaker side when they're rolling out. You have the ability now to make a quarterback play your game instead of you playing a quarterback's game. You have to take advantage of this now. You have to. If not, it's going to be a lot of what we saw in 2021. Yeah, look, I agree, Derek. And and I think that I, I just envision what the folks up front should be able to do and how that's going to aid the guys on the back end. Like, I, I mean, you know, when you think about the pass rush, the, the push that Jordan Davis should give you, you know, Hargrave mm-hmm. and, and Fletcher Cox, I think being utilized in, in, a, in a better manner than they were last year. Your defensive ends now with Reddick thrown into the mix and with BG back. All of a sudden now, and linebackers that are that are not going to have people draped all over them, that Kobe Dean is going to be able to just do his thing, you know, because, like he did at Georgia when he had Jordan Davis in front of him. All these things lend to a defense that should be able to wreak some havoc here. And, and you know, they're also not playing great teams. I mean, you're playing no. Detroit that doesn't have a great quarterback. Washington, who knows no. what Wentz is going to look like. Trevor Lawrence yeah. in his second year. You know, Pittsburgh, we don't know if that's going to be Trubisky or Pickett at this point. Davis Mills. Uh, you know, beyond that, New York with Daniel Jones and Justin Fields only in his second year. And who knows in, in New Orleans, maybe it's Jameis, maybe it isn't, whatever. I mean, that's the large majority. Maybe it's Drew Brees. Maybe it's Drew Brees who yeah. said he didn't know what he was going to be doing next year. But the point is, I mean, aside from uh, Kyler Murray, I would certainly put him in that category. Dak, who has carved them up, you know, recently. Matt Ryan, who's a pro's pro, would still got gas left in the tank. You know, and Aaron Rodgers, clearly. There isn't a ton there in terms of great quarterback play. They played right. better, a better quarterback schedule last year. Absolutely. There's no question about it. You should be able to take advantage of a lot of these quarterbacks in the National Football League. Hey, even a few of them they are playing this year, you have to question, should they even be starters in the National Football League? <clears throat> but that's to your advantage. Those are the type of games where you can pile up a lot of stats, offensively and defensively, you know. Every team has those games on your schedule where you can, you know, pile up stats, you know, whether it's sacks, running yards, passing yards. Eagles got a number of those games on their schedule right now. But, you know, I know it's cliche. Players say it all the time, but it's so true. You don't look or you don't overlook any opponent on any given Sunday because any one of them can rise. up. This is not like college where you play at Alabama versus Troy, you know, Oklahoma against Texas A&I, you know, a bad team in the NFL can come up and bite you in any given moment. You have to take every game. If there was ever a time we're going to hear week to week, we have to take it day to day, week to week. This is the year for the Eagles. You know, the over-under going into the 2022 season prior to the draft. Right. It was eight and a half, I think. Um, You look at it now. I had, I had him at 11 wins. I'm, I'm going to stay at 11 for right now. It's a two-win improvement off of last year. Um, but I wonder, and I, I'll, I'll see if I can check with some of my uh, some of my friends in Vegas. I, I wonder how, if that name, number's changed, Derek, with the moves that the Eagles have made. I wonder if that 8.5 has gone to 
you know, nine, 10, nine if you want to jump in, in the comment section. Yeah. Because to me, it just makes a lot of sense that that would, and I'm checking right now. To <coughs> see, I don't see anything right now. Um, if that number moved, I would think, I mean, th- I think it's pretty fair to, to go with it. And I, maybe I'm being conservative here with 11. Where do you fall in, in terms of win total, at least looking at it on paper, assuming health, all that good stuff that we always do. You know me, I hate, I hate predicting, you know, wins. Yeah. I hate doing it. I know it's, it's a big part of what we do and what fans do and want to hear, but I've said 10 and I'm going to stay on that teeter totter of uh, 10, 11 wins. I'm right there. <clears throat> Again, I base my, my, my answer to you on, uh, health, mm-hmm. because if 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 a Darius Slay, if a James Bradbury goes down, I think the talent level falls off significantly. That's not a knock on the younger players, but the younger players still developing. <clears throat> Opponents will attack those areas if your frontliners go down. What what is Jalen Hurts going to look like in two thousand twenty two? What is Jonathan Gannon's defense overall going to look like in two thousand twenty two? Um, so I put that if I put that caveat out there of, of, of if all of this falls into place. So I'm going to stay right there between 10, 11 wins. They're going to win a game. You're not expecting them to win. They're going to lose a game. You're not expecting them to lose. So I'm going to stay right there um, in that Bermuda Triangle, so to speak, of 10, 11. But I just, you know, I, and I always like to do this exercise where you sit back and you say to yourself, all right, if I told you this, if I told you X. Right. Two and a half months ago, what would you say? If I told you, Derek, back, uh, let's go February, all right? The, mm-hmm. February 18th. Is that what today is? The 18th? All right, February 18th. Yep. And we're yep. sitting there, and I said to you, all right, let me throw some names at you this offseason. A.J. Brown, James Bradbury, Hassan Reddick, Kaiser White, they would just be the moves that the Eagles made in terms of signings and trades. Right. Right. Then in the draft, they get two guys off of, a top five in the history of college football defense. Right. right. One led them in tackles and was the, 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 the alpha male leader in Nicobe Dean. The other one maybe has more potential than anybody who was taken in the draft on the defensive side of the ball with the speed and size in Jordan Davis. I, I mean, I think Eagles fans would have been doing backflips or probably saying, dude, give me a break. They can't do all of that with right, the tackle right. restrictions, et cetera. You know, that's what they did. This is not, if they get this, if they do that, that's this right. is fact. This is what they did. You know, they tell me a team that's had a better off season. I, I can't tell. You. Maybe let's see. Miami spent a lot of money. They did. They did. Jacksonville spent a lot. Jacksonville spent a lot of money. Denver gets um, Russell Wilson, which is a big Denver deal. Denver gets Russell, no question about it. Uh, Vegas gets Devontae Adams. Uh, Vegas already had a decent um, defense. But you put a Devontae Adams with Hunt, Hunter Renfro um, and the talent they have there. Waller, you know, the tight end, who's a beast. Waller, the tight is a beast. Um, <clears throat> but I think the Eagles' moves are right up there. You know, you got a you got a, a top tier wide receiver in AJ Brown. You got one of the better outside edge rushers in uh, Hassan Reddick, who had twenty three and a half sacks over the last couple of seasons. Um, you go out and get a proven corner to go opposite Darius Slade today and James Bradbury. You got two two young men coming off a championship season from Georgia in Jordan Davis and, and Nicobe Dean. What what else could you ask for? Yeah. I mean, seriously, what else can you ask for? Yeah, and, and look, now it's up to the players. I, I think the, the the front office has put this organization, this team, 
in a position to succeed. Now it comes down to the guys making plays. And, and you know, obviously we're going to always, always, always get back to Jalen Hurts and rightfully so understood with him. But he's got weapons on the outside, Derek. He's got two quality receivers now. He's got a quality tight end. He's got a good running game. He's got arguably the best offensive line in football. It, 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 he's it, it's there for him to succeed. Jonathan Gannon has the tools now to succeed as the defensive coordinator for how he has put them in a position to succeed. If they don't, it's on them. I'm not ready to put Jalen hurts and Gardner Minshew in the same breath with the 2017 combination of Carson Wentz and Nick Foles. Um, but, but it's promising, you know, it's all promising. Um, we've seen teams and let's say, let's say Jalen hurts is not much better. I, again, I, let me go on record of saying, I expect Jalen Hurts to be much better than he was last year. Right. But let, let's say Jalen Hurts is not much better than he was last year. We've seen in history over the last 20 years, defenses have carried offenses and gotten teams into the conference championship games and in some cases gotten them to a Super Bowl. You know, and, and you know, on paper, this is a defense that could carry an offense if the offense is sputtering <clears throat> and vice versa. You have yeah. enough offensive weapons now that if the defense is having inconsistencies, you have enough power on the offense. Now that can put a lot of pressure on opposing defenses and take a lot of pressure off your defense. And we couldn't say that last year. No, absolutely not. No not question. on either side of the ball. Right. I mean, it, it oh, no. felt like it felt like the offense never picked up the defense. The defense never picked up the offense. And and a lot of the success that they had from a team perspective was, I mean, let's be honest with you. They weren't playing great opponents. What this I think they're better equipped now, Derek, to handle the big boys to, to, to you know, to not just get throttled when they play Tampa or, you know, fill in the blank. I think they're much better suited to try to compete with the upper echelon team. the <coughs> NFC now. Oh, no question. I think that that goes without saying that. But again, we're all hyped up and jacked up and, and you know, fan base, rightfully so, because of what we're seeing on paper in May. Um, I, I'm going to be optimistic, enthusiastic, uh, enthusiastic, but I'm going to reserve some of that until September. I need to see it when the bullets are flying for real. No doubt. I'm not going to be I'm not going to be impressed in practice. You know, some people go out there and get wild by practice sessions. Um, I'm not going to be impressed in preseason. We're not going to see much of anything in the preseason. Um, but when the bullets start flying for real in September, when they hit the ground running against Detroit, that's what I, that's what I want to see, what A.J. Brown can do, game situation. How much has Devontae Smith proved? How much has Jalen Hurts improved? How, how stout the, does this defense look with the new additions uh, on the edge, in the middle, at the mic position, on the corners now? And even the young guys coming back, they're going to get their reps. Zach McPherson, Marcus Epps, how much have they improved? So I'm going to reserve some of my enthusiasm and optimism until then. Fair enough, fair enough. All right, let's do yeah. this. Let's uh, get a quick timeout, catch your breath a little bit here. We'll come back. Todd Zalecki is going to join us from MLB.com. We are far from done with the Eagles. Coming up in the 2 o'clock hour, we have Howard Eskin. He'll be down at the Novacare Complex where the, the players and, and the staff are meeting with the media. And then at 2.30, Dan Klecko, who played for the Birds, the Patriots, and the Colts, has three Super Bowl rings, as well as the Big East Player of the Year when he was at Temple. So we got a lot in store. Don't go anywhere. D-Gun, fighting through it. He's a trooper. Rob Ellis, we are Sports Take, Jacob Sports, YouTube <clears throat> Network.
field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Action News, we cherish every moment. And it's our profound responsibility to bring you closer to your world. Never miss a moment. Trust the people at Action News. In Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work, building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities with Local 98, visit us, IBEW98.org. All right, did you know I was the Mommy Slam Dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really, don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, go to look, fake a mom. Mama, go up, mama! She did it. Again, you can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Sports take on this Wednesday hump day, big day. The Eagles signed James Bradbury to a one-year deal. Could be worth up to $10 million. You team him now with Darius Slay. Avante Maddox in that secondary should be nasty. There is no doubt about that. So we'll continue with the Eagles talk. That's for sure. NBA, the heat strike first, Derek. Jimmy Butler goes over 40 again. Man, they just flipped that game on its ear at halftime because Boston was really, despite not having Horford or Smart, was dominating. But the Heat take care of business. And also the other big story is the Phillies last night taking on the Padres. They came back from that great road trip, and the Bats were still slumbering. I think they were still on the flight uh, back from uh, from L.A., that's for sure. So the Phillies go down to the Padres last night. A little later in the show, Howard Eskin's going to be joining us after that. It will be Dan Klecko, that's for sure. And uh, we talked a little bit earlier to Barrett Brooks, who was at Brian Dawkins' uh, charity golf tournament, which you're going to be joining in about an hour plus, Derek. So yep, yep. Uh, I'm excited to uh, to talk to our next guest. And uh, he joins us from yep. MLB.com. I like that he's sporting the uh, the Robin Yount jersey, repping the Milwaukee. I like that. Oh, oh I like God, that. I forgot about this. Yeah. Forgot. Yeah, oh, baby. no. Yeah, oh, I'm baby. surrounded. I'm surrounded. Oh, no. Oh, it's no. a great thing to be surrounded by a couple of Wisconsinites. Oh, okay. Hey, hey, hey Todd, Todd. Here we go. Now, here we go. Now, I, know I'm much, I'm, I know I'm much older than you are. But just to show you my history, I worked for uh, WITI TV6 uh, in Milwaukee back in the early 80s. And when I, when I got there in 82, I was covering the Brewers from 82 to 87. You had Robin Yao, Paul Molitor, Jim Gantner, Cecil Cooper, and then you had Harvey's Wallbangers out there. 
Oh my goodness, man! I feel you know you had Gorman Thomas, <laughs> Ben oh Ogilvy, you know. Ben Ogilvy, Ben Ogilvy, Raleigh Fingers, yes. And that it, was my squad. It, it, that was that was the first time. That was the my first baseball memory was the '82 Brewers because I was born in '75, so I was seven years okay. old when the Brewers okay. went to the World Series. So that's kind of how I got hooked on baseball was the 82 Brewers. And that's why I got the Robin Young jersey back there. Uh, he was my favorite player growing up. And yep. uh, I once, when I was a kid, I went to a Brewers Fest down at like uh, some convention center down Mecca or wherever. And I waited in line for like six hours for a Robin Young autograph. And I got that right <laughs> up, up there. There you go. Uh, and, and by the way, you guys know this, I know, but originally right he wore number seven and then he changed to 19 when he moved i guess from shortstop to, to center field is that correct yeah. how about my milwaukee brewer yeah. knowledge on you guys right look now? at you look at you yes the yes. thing that broke my heart that team was so potent they were known as harvey's wall bangers and they had four guys easily hitting 30 home runs a year they never won the world series i was at that game seven that they lost to st louis broke my heart man you're trying to be objective you're trying to be professional and I'm sitting here, and my heart, my heart's just in my throat, brother. And, it, 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 and, and they've never come close to repeating that feat. Never come close. Me. Isn't that unbelievable? Yeah. I love yeah. that. Too. Well, look, Todd, man, a, a lot to dive into here. And by the way, I, I tell everybody, check out Todd's book, Doc, The Life of Roy Halladay. It's a, it's a phenomenal, phenomenal read. And also, always check out uh, Todd's work at Todd Zalecki on Twitter and MLB.com. Todd, how many years have you been covering the Phillies now between the, between the Yankee and, and MLB? Uh, I, I started my first year was 2003, so I guess this is my 19th season. 19th. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Todd's been around the team for a very long time during the uh, the, hey. the the great years as well. Tom, where'd you grow up in Wisconsin? Uh, New Berlin, so right outside of Milwaukee. Oh yeah, right outside West of Milwaukee. Dallas, yeah. West Absolutely. Dallas, New Berlin. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, wow. I went to uh, I went to Brown Deer High School. Okay. I went to Waukesha Catholic Memorial. There you go. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, Rob. Rob, you're out of this discussion. I'm just gonna lay down. You guys keep doing your thing. I, I'm loving it. Man. I'm, we'll talk. We'll talk Packers next. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. That's right. Oh, don't don't get me started. Uh, <laughs> well, Todd. Um, so here's what I'm trying to figure out, man. And, and look, baseball. It's who knows. I mean, it, one game doesn't portend to mean anything. But right. you come off that scorching trip where you know the offense is just unreal against some really good legitimate pitching okay especially in LA and then you come back last night and they're sleepwalking and I know Harper's not in the lineup but they're sleepwalking again no walks 10 strikeouts you know how do you figure this this team in this offense it, it really is inconsistent that's the fourth time they've had a shutout loss this yep. season that's that's pretty amazing for an offense when you look at the overall numbers they're like top five in every category, if not, you know, lead just the other day, they're number one in OPS and slugging. And I think they were third and run scored, uh, but it's this kind of this wild inconsistency. So yeah, last night they come out totally flat. I mean, Nick Castellanos said, he's like, yeah, we, for whatever reason, we just came out flat today. And, and a lot of that. Uh -oh. Cleveringer oh. picked well and, <laughs> Sorry about that. We lost Clevenger. your audio for a second. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Am I back? Yes. All right. Yeah. So clever. You know, a lot of it has to do with Clevenger and Mackenzie Gore pitched well, but they 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 just seem to be inconsistent. And losing Harper hurts. I mean, Castellanos also said this. He's like, I don't want to make excuses, but the guy's been hitting six hundred over the last six games. Absolutely. It, it hurts to lose him. The other thing is, is that you know Kyle Schwarber's 
just cannot get on track. He was over four with four strikeouts last night. JT Realmuto um, has not been hitting the ball well pretty much all season. So they have some guys in there that they need to get a little bit more out of to help them out and be more consistent. They aren't getting they aren't getting that right now. I'm glad you brought up Real Muto because look, we focus on Schwarber, rightfully so, hovering around the Mendoza line and under, and they can't really figure out the leadoff spot in general. Uh, this team and and guys were struggling early. Some have heated up. You know, Todd. Really, the last couple of years since he signed the big deal, Real Muto's kind of just been okay. Uh, you know, he hasn't been awful by any stretch, but. You know, even last night, there's a big moment. He grounds into that that twin killing, man. He has not been clutch either. Like, what what do you make of what's happening with him? Yeah, that it, it's a little concerning just because, like you said, it, it, I feel like even last year, yeah, he wasn't the, you know, best catcher in baseball, which, you know, when he, when he re-signed, everybody was so excited about. Offensively, he just has not been there. And, and if you look at his, some of those metrics, you know, uh, exit velocity, just hitting the ball hard. He's not hitting the ball hard. And I know some people don't like talking about exit velocity, but it tells you if a guy's making solid contact or not. And if a guy's making solid contact over time, those balls are going to start falling for hits. Well, he's not doing that. It's a lot of soft contact and that's concerning. And then, you know, maybe it's funny. I hate to say this, but a lot of people have been, you know, anytime he's not in the lineup, right. uh, Joe gets killed for not playing him, but he's caught more games and caught more innings than anybody else in baseball by like, (coughs) maybe he needs to get off his feet more. I don't know if that's affecting him. I'm sure he would say, no, that's not affecting me, but he's playing a ton and it's, you know, it's, he's not able to carry to his, to his work at the plate right now. Hey, Hey Todd, how do you think Girardi's handled the pressure of a team that has underachieved up to this point? And he's taken a lot of questions about that. I think he's handled it well just because he, you know, he spent so many years in New York where he would just get killed for every move okay. that did not work out. Um, so I, I mean, he's not happy. There's no doubt about it. He's not happy. I think there's a lot of frustration there because he sees a team that should be playing better. Uh, but I don't see those moments, at least in dealing with us, you know, sometimes when a manager's frustrated, you ask him a simple question and he'll just snap back at you. Like, you know, kind of like yeah. Dr. Rivers is doing, I feel like a lot <laughs> these days. But uh, I, I don't sense that with Joe, but, but certainly there is a lot of pressure on him to get this team to start playing better. He's in the final year of his deal. Uh, he had a club option. Dave Dombrowski made a point to say, I'm, I'm not dealing with this until the, until, you know, the end of the season. Uh, he had, could have come out. Scott Lauber from the Inquirer talked to him about Dave Dombrowski about a week and a half ago. And Dave kind of said, well, you know, you know, we're all to blame and, you know, I'm not going to get into the manager situation. And I always read between the lines. There. I mean, you guys know, right. You read mm-hmm. between the lines. there. So if Dave Dombrowski knew that without a doubt, Joe's my guy, he could have said, Joe Girardi's my guy through the end of the season. I mean, yep. don't even ask me a question. Come hell or high water, Joe Girardi's my manager. And he he did not say that. He just said, you know, I don't really want to get in the manager situation. That's not my style. That's not the thing I do. Okay. Um, so I think there's definitely pressure on Joe uh, to, get, to get this going. Todd, we're we're trying to grapple with the Harper thing. And and I, I had zero issue with the way they timed it out. I thought it made sense, even though he was on fire. You know, you, you get it done out there. He gets the day off Monday today. Who knows about it. Maybe you know is he, if he's in the lineup tonight or not. But I didn't have any issue with that part of it. But 
it is a little troubling, you know, when you hear, hey, we'll, we'll revisit this in a few months here where the guy can throw again. And it seems like even when they do these injections, it always sort of ends up back in, in Tommy John category here. Now, the good news is it's his right elbow. He hits left-handed. He, he swears up and down that it's not hurting him or anything like that. And you could probably <clears throat> ride out the year barring any kind of major setback. But how serious is this thing? I mean, it's it's serious. It, it's serious enough where they finally decided to take him to Neil Elitrash, who's a very highly regarded orthopedist out in L.A., to get kind of a, a third, fourth, fifth opinion on it. And they discovered the tear. And serious enough where they finally gave him a PRP injection because I kept at, every time we talked to Bryce about this over the past month, I would always say, "Are you are you in line for a shot?" He said, "No, we're not there yet. We're not there yet." Because I think they thought that the injury was insignificant enough that over time it would heal, and clearly it was not. It was not healing. So they got the PRP shot, and I didn't have a problem with the timing either. I mean, you don't you don't know going into into LA that he's going to. Probably be hitting 600, and, <laughs> you know, and there's not a lot of days off coming up. So the further back you push back the shot, the less time he has to play in right field. So, um, but it's, you know, he's not going to throw for four weeks. So it's May 18th. You got the shot. So now we're in the middle of June before he starts throwing. And it's not like on June 18th. I mean, you guys know he's not going to go out to right field and just start flinging yeah. balls to home plate. It's right. going to be like I would play catch with my son. A lot of like very light <laughs> throwing. Yeah. And then he's going to do that for a week. And then he's going to go out to maybe 90 feet and 120 feet and then keep keep pro- progressing if there's progress to be made. So <clears throat> I think at the earliest, I mean, at the very earliest, you might get him in right field, you know, before the all-star break. But I could, I could see them waiting till after the all-star break. So it's, you it's, know- it's, it's, it's serious. In, in 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 terms of um, rehabbing it, you know, I I think it's going to irritate him all season long, because when you start extending this thing, it causes an irritation. If you have a slight tear in there, normally you would just have to keep it stabilized for X amount of days or weeks to try to let that thing heal. But because even though he's not throwing, he's still extending that. He's using an object that's unbalanced, 36, 34, whatever he uses. And he's going to continue to irritate this thing. So from my perspective, correct me if I'm wrong, I think it's something that's going to linger for the rest of the season. I mean, it, it, it very well might. Now, here, here's one thing that he said that, that I thought was interesting yesterday is yep. that he said, thank goodness it's my right elbow. Well, I mean, okay. And not my left elbow in terms of the hitting, because Hoskins in 2020 was clobbered at first base. He tore his uh, ligament in his left elbow, um, and he said that was his top hand, and that he just could not hit. So he says he feels fortunate it's the bottom elbow, the right – I'm sorry, yeah, the right elbow, and – in terms of his hitting, so it's not going to irritate him. But but Mm -hmm. you're right. I mean, that's the big question mark is if he keeps taking these aggressive hacks, you know, maybe – Maybe yeah. something does not allow him to heal that that much more quickly. Uh, so it it, I, it really is going to be fascinating yeah. to see if he is in right field. I I asked him uh, point blank. I said, "Do you are you?" Because so, somebody asked him, said, "Are you going? Could you be out in right field in four weeks?" He said, "Absolutely not. Four weeks. Absolutely no chance. I'm in right field yeah. in four see? weeks." I said, yeah. "Is there?" I said, "Do you see yourself being in the field?" this season at any point this season he said oh yeah definitely that's the plan so he thinks at some point he's going to be back out there time will tell 
Well, look, Todd, the offense has been, other than last night, which we'll get into in a second, has been great, but there's still areas of concern. Lead off, they can't quite figure that out, it, it feels like. But I also got to ask you about center field, man, which just has been a continual black hole here yeah, for this yeah. team. Is the hope just simply Moniac gets healthy and I know he's starting a rehab or whatever and you plug him in or is there going to be a, something else in the in the works here? Because this, this ain't cutting it, man. Yeah, I, I think right now it's it's just to move forward with what they have and hope that one of these guys, maybe Moniac comes back and, and he can't. But, but that's that's expecting a lot. And I know right now – you know, everybody, I shouldn't say everybody, but a lot of people I hear from is like, got to get Moniac back in there and run him out there. He's the answer. Right, yeah. right. Can you yeah. imagine they're saying that now? What were they yeah, saying now, about Moniac yeah. six months and, ago? And believe yeah. me, I love Mickey Moniac, and I hope he does because he's a great kid, and, and, you know, I hope he enjoys a lot of his success in his career. But but Mickey also had a tremendous 2021 spring training and and really struggled last year. So I, I, I'm not like – Mickey comes back and all right, guys, we're it's it's cool now. Like, don't worry about it. But it is a concern, you know. Like, you know, Oduble got off to a good start. He struggled, and you know, Oduble does his Oduble things, which which frustrates a lot of people. Roman Quinn, he he shouldn't be out there that much. He's he's basically the twenty sixth guy, late inning defensive replacement, pinch runner guy. They thought Matt Veerling would be better than he was. He's not. And this kind of goes back to, you know, hey, they, they flopped on the Adam Hazley draft pick. You know, uh, 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 Moniak has not developed like they had hoped. I mean, they mm-hmm. should have somebody in this organization that they should be able to be their everyday center fielder. But because of some drafting mistakes, they don't have that guy right now. Is the cupboard in general, when you talk about minor league talent, is the cupboard bare across the board? It's, it's not bare. Uh, I, I would say position player wise at the top levels, it's, it's, they're hurting right now. You know, they don't have a lot of guys in AAA where, I mean, you really don't have anybody in AAA where you're sitting there going, this guy is a month away from really making, yeah. but they, they have made some improvements on the pitching side. They do have some good young arms. They're not, some of those guys are not going to help this season. I'm talking about Andrew Painter, their first round pick from a year sure. ago. Amazing. Sure amazing uh but but you know logan ohapi a catcher in double a writing he could be the catcher of the future um as we talked about jt earlier and uh but they don't have that impact guy coming up right now where you're like okay bryson stott is supposed to be that guy bryson stott's supposed to be that guy and right now he's struggling uh with the phillies i gotta ask you about last night clevenger comes back he came back from tommy john and guy who's got a ton of potential. We, you know, we saw how good he was, you know, with Cleveland days. Um, Todd, I got to tell you, I, I must not understand the balk rule because there, there looked like there were at least four or five, just from watching the game from afar last night in front of my TV at home where I thought he balked. Now you tell me, like, I know he's a fidgety dude to begin with, but there's a lot going on there with Clevenger. Yeah. The, the, I, I think it's because that that's his, regular move towards the plate like he's not you know he's not like you're kind of moving towards towards first base if there's a runner on and that's kind of his traditional move so the umpires give him some leeway there but yeah it's it is totally baffling me because i sometimes i feel like the balk i i have trouble with the balk rule myself like i'm going why is that not a balk this is yeah. a balk but that's not a balk it's kind of baffling but in clevenger is one of those guys i mean i would hate hitting against him because he is literally, I think, like trying to rock you to sleep and just annoy the heck out of you. Yeah. <laughs> annoy the heck out of you, you know? Yep. Yeah. And it worked. It worked. Go it ahead, worked. Derek. Uh, you're muted, bud. 
Oh, <laughs> can't hear you. Yes, you're muted. That's okay. Get yourself straightened out. I'll, I'll hit Todd with another question while you get yourself fixed. Yeah, you are you are muted right now. So, Todd, let me ask you, was what we saw on the West Coast the outlier in terms of offensive productivity? I mean, it feels that way, at least. It's, I know it's only one game. You can't get crazy. But for the most part, it was, it was really up and down before that. They put together some consistency out on the West Coast, and now we're right back to, to kind of the drawing point. Like, what are they as an offensive team? Because there's a lot of dudes in that lineup that are legit. This is not, you know, one of these situations where you're kind of hoping. I mean, the Castellanos and the Harpers and the, you know, et cetera, et cetera, are proven guys. So why have they been so up and down? Yeah, I- it, it really isn't well for you know you have a guy like Hoskins and he's traditionally super Streaky. hot super cold when he gets yeah. hot he can carry the team for a month when he's when he's cold it's like oh my gosh what's going on with this guy you know we talked about Real Muto he's really underperformed this season you know uh, it, you know Schwarber it's weird you know he's hitting under 200 uh, he's got a ton of home runs and he's RBIs got, yeah yeah a lot of RBIs good slugging percentage. Mm-hmm. The OPS actually, when you compare it to league average, he's above average. So, and, you know, you, it's in that it says a lot about where baseball is right now. He, he's a he's a metric dream. You, he's, he's an analytics dream. dream. Yeah. You look at his batting average, you go terrible season. And, and mm-hmm. I'm not saying he's not having you know below average year, but then yeah. you look at the OPS numbers, you go, he's actually overall with his power, he's been above average. But there's no doubt it's been inconsistent. Um, you know, they shortstop has been a problem although Camargo at times has been very good Didi is not hitting the ball well when he was healthy yeah uh, you know Bryson Stott has not hit the ball Bohm's been pretty good Sagur has been very good and then you had the, the whole issue with center field where you just don't know what you're going to get every night I, I think right. they're I think they're closer to the west coast version than they were last night but there is they, they are that real hot and cold team right now um, and they just don't have enough defense and enough consistent bullpen performance to kind of bail them out on those nights when they only get three runs across mm-hmm. and they're up three, two going into the sixth inning. It's not a great feeling. And that's where I was going to go with you next. You know, we we've lived over the last three, four years through, I mean, horrific bullpen. I, I maybe as bad as, as major league baseball has seen over that stretch. Mm-hmm. And you saw some of the moves that made the in the offseason, Canable and some others. You get Sir Anthony back, and he's certainly I would wouldn't put him in this category. He's been very good. But right. are we in the same boat here, Todd? Or has this just been kind of a rough stretch for them? It, it is it is interesting because it's almost like everybody they bring in, it just they get worse. Yeah. Not work out. It like Corey Canable to me is fascinating because he's actually pitched pretty well. But the two blown saves he's had, they have been kind of like spectacular blown saves. You know, the the game against the Mets, of course, like that almost never happens. And then the game against the Dodgers, you know, with with just just what was on the line. One and two count, Cody Bellinger, bottom of the ninth, two outs, nobody on. One, you get one more strike. You sweep the Dodgers, who are the best team in the National League, maybe in baseball. You go home on a six and one road trip, and he blows the game. You know, and I feel like we've seen so many of those types of games, whether it's Corey Knebel, Keith Hembry, Brandon Workman, Hector Neris. You know, <laughs> go, go down. Murderers Row, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, and and um, 
I'm not so worried about Knabel. Famili has been very inconsistent, though. And Jose Alvarado, I mean, boy, oh. how do you – if you're – and I get you have to pitch who you have sometimes. Sometimes like guys aren't available. But, but how do you feel good right now about putting Jose Alvarado in the game? He's so wildly inconsistent. I mean, I say it every night, whoever's sitting next to me in the press box, I go, either he is going to strike out three batters in like nine pitches, or it's going to be like – Three walks, two yeah. strikeouts, three wild pitches, blown game. I mean, it's that's that's kind of what you get with Alvarado right now. Well, I, I, I would, Todd, right now, I would go Sir Anthony sets up Canable and, and roll from there. I mean, that's, yeah. to me, just process of elimination. I know Canable's had the couple that we just talked about, but I would still roll with him as the closer and set up with, with Sir Anthony. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with that. Brad Hand's been okay, too. Yeah. He gave up that big double last night. He's been okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but that – you know, you think back to like why the 2008 Phillies were so good. You know, you had Lidge, obviously he was perfect, but you know, you're not going to get that guy's perfect, but you had Romero, you had Scott Ayer, Chad Durbin was great. Mm-hmm. You know, you had um, uh, Clay Condry was a great role player in, in that bullpen. You know, you had a lot of those guys that could, you know, just everybody seemed to pitch well. Yeah. And, and, and now you have you throw out James Norwood in one game he's great, next game he's given up rocket shots off the wall, and you know it, it's that inconsistency again. That you can get you can get past the offense having a bad night and only scoring three runs if you're playing good defense. You have a good bullpen that can hold the lead, but they they don't have that defensive bullpen consistency to, to kind of make that happen. Go ahead, Gunner. We got Derek back up. Can you hear me now? Yeah, we got yes. you. We got oh. you. It's a miracle. I'm back. Todd, is is this a team, in all honesty, that can that can stay with the Mets from start to finish? I don't know if they can stay with the Mets. Um, the Mets are really good, and you know they they you know they could get to Grom back at some point. Um, they're such a they they're solid. They're a really solid team. I don't know if they can run back and catch the Mets and keep up with the Mets, but. I still do think that this is a team that should, I mean, they should, they should make the playoffs. There's three mm-hmm. wild card teams. They have to get one of those three wild card teams. You can't, you can't go $10 million over their luxury tax. First time in franchise history of their luxury tax. You can't have a $240 million payroll and not make the playoffs. Right. You know, whatever the shortcomings are, this team is built to make the playoffs. So if, you know, if, if they don't make the playoffs at, Again, even just getting in that third wild card, and I know that's nothing to celebrate, but for a team that hasn't been in the playoffs since 2011, you got to do it. You got to get there. You got to yeah, get No question. Well, here, Todd, good news is while the bullpen has been, you know, what it's been the last few years, I think the starting pitching has been really good, man. I mean, you, you it looks like Aaron Nola is, has rounded back into being Aaron Nola with whoever that guy was last year. Wheeler, you know, coming back, it's been a little bumpy, but for the most part has, has settled in pretty nicely. Eflin mm-hmm. pretty darn good last night for 15 straight days off. And, you know, Gibson's been okay. Kind of what you thought it would be. I think for the most part, they've done a nice job. Suarez too. Yeah, I, I agree that, you know, before they signed Castellanos and Schwarber, you know, I think going into spring training, everybody would have said the rotation is this team's strength uh, based off the fact that they're somewhat old school in that a lot of these guys can you expect to kind of go out and pitch six innings. It's not a five and dive type of guy, you know, type of rotation. You know, it's not a, it's not a start, you know, you don't have an opener type of 
guy or two in there where, you know, you throw a relief pitcher in for the first thing. It's, it's a tra- more of a traditional starting pitching staff, which Dave Dombrowski likes and which a lot of people like. But yeah, I think that this, if the rotation keeps doing what it's doing and if you get a little bit more consistency from the offense, that's why I still think that with all that other stuff that's kind of going on, mm-hmm. that they should be able to lock down one of those three wild cards. Agreed. If you if you try to shore up the pitching, how do you make trades if it, if it comes to that without messing up the continuity of what you already have? Well, I think what you're talking about, like maybe in the bullpen you're talking about? Because yeah, teams are going to want one of your power hitters. You yeah. know, so you're going to have to give up something to get something yeah. to make the pitching staff better. Well, well I think if I – so if I'm the Phillies right now, and we just talked about how they don't, the cupboard's kind of bare, you know, in the upper levels, but they do have some talent in the lower levels. I think they're going to have to um, trade one of those younger guys, you know, a prospect or two, not an Andrew Painter or a McAble or, a, you know, but, you know, if you can get a stud arm for Logan O'Hoppy, who I love, and I think he's he has a bright future, but, Sure. If it's the difference between making the playoffs and not, I mean, because you do have JT signed for the next three years, uh, you know, you might have to consider that. But I think they would have to dip into that farm system pool and and, and, and add that way uh, by by subtracting from the farm system rather than maybe dealing somebody on the big league uh, on the big league roster. No question. Todd, listen, man, we, we do appreciate the time. Sure. I tell everybody, uh, check out Todd's work. MLB.com does an amazing right job. There, baby. <laughs> Wisconsin's finest. And we That's had right. to we had to get Gunner a Wisconsin guy or else he was gonna right. quit the show. So we had oh, to yeah, get I have any Packers stuff here, but I got you know, I got a lot of I got oh wait, here we go. Oh boy, here we go. Look at this. This is a yeah, Max that's... Max McGee autographed oh. Packers. Look at home. you. Look at you. I got a Paul Horning one over that. I don't want to brag, but I got a Paul Horning one. Oh, first. look at you, name dropper. Okay, okay. <laughs> Todd, we appreciate it, man. And and again, check out Todd's book if you haven't already uh, on uh, on Doc Holiday, Doc: The Life of Roy Halliday. It's great, great stuff. Todd, we appreciate it, man. Looking forward Thanks. to uh, to talking you down the line, man. Thank you Thanks, very guys. much. Good talking. You have fun, had fun. Thanks. You yep. got it. Thanks. It's Todd's like Todd's a real good dude and knows yeah, the he is. inside and out. All right, Gunner, let's step aside. We come back. We're going right back to the Eagles, man. And and what the the big move that was made today with James Bradbury and just what they've done so far. This offseason, man, Eagles fans are through the roof. That's for sure. So don't move. Gunner, uh, got him till 2 o'clock. We'll talk to you, Derek, when we get back, as well as everybody. Keep smashing that like button, folks. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Hey, I want to tell you, uh, this is critical. We all know that that financing and finances and your finances are kind of a scary subject for a lot of people, myself included, right? It's a scary proposition. And you want to make sure that you're using the right people to invest your money. I mean, that you've worked hard your whole life and you deserve to be set up for, you know, post-working career. I've had the same problems up and down, but I find the re- found the right person, and that's for sure. And that's Jim Murray with Principal Financial Group. Whether it's retirement planning, 401k review, insurance review, if you have a small business and you need help with employee benefits, that's another resource that Jim can assist you with. I've entrusted my IRA, my 401k rollover, to Jim and I've just consulted with him on other things and he breaks it down in a way that you can understand it even if you're not in finance and he does an unbelievable job I couldn't be happier you could be happy too just give him a call 
5-1. You can email him at Murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y dot Jim at principal, P-R-I-N-C-I-P-A-L dot com. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Action News, we cherish every moment, and it's our profound responsibility to bring you closer to your world. Never miss a moment. Trust the people at Action News. In Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work, building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities with Local 98, visit us, ibew98.org. All right, did you know I was the Mommy Slam Dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, go to left, fake a mom. Mama, go. Oh, mama! She did it. Again, you can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. All right, welcome back in, everybody. Rob Ellis, the gun. Sports Take, Jacob Sports, YouTube Network. Barrett is out playing in Brian Dawkins' charity golf tournament, and Derek will be joining him uh, in a little bit, uh, about a 20 minutes, somewhere in that range. Coming up at 2 o'clock, we have Howard Eskin from WIP. Howard's down at the NovaCare Complex, where some Eagles are meeting with the media. And then at 2.30, Dan Klecko, who played for not only the Eagles, but won three rings with the Patriots, and the Colts, and actually caught touchdown passes. Derek, how about this distinction? That's from, right. From Peyton Manning and Tom Brady, a guy yep. who played predominantly defense. Glasses. Isn't that pretty crazy, man? That is wild. I know, I know yeah. man. 
Hey, you know, it's what's funny. Um, you know, I, this like I told you before, <clears throat> it's the first time I've ever done a show from my phone of any kind, right? Right. This is weird trying to set it up, so I didn't like my shot. So I asked my wife in a commercial break. I said, "Hey, do you have anything I could use a book so I can elevate the shot?" She gives me this incredible stand, a phone stand, metal phone stand that she has. I'm like, "Oh man, I gotta get one of these." Uh huh. You know, anything she has, I gotta get one of these. I know, man. <laughs> Thank God for Trish, man. I know, man. What would I do without her? I don't know. It's a great question. It's a great question. So um, during the break, I'm looking at the Eagles depth chart, okay? Right, right. And specifically on the defensive side of the ball. Because it's funny. We went through this exercise the other day and, and talking about positions that we have concern about and position battles and all that kind of stuff. But, Gunnar, let me throw this starting lineup for you on the defensive side of the ball. And if you're just tuning in, the Eagles signed James Bradbury, corner from the from formerly the Giants, and before that he was with the Carolina Panthers. So let me throw this at you. And tell me what you think and tell me who you – if you would tweak something or move somebody around. So let's start with the left side and on the defensive line. Brandon Graham, starting left defensive end. Fletcher Cox, Javon Hargrave. You go to the right side. Derek Barnett. I think that one's debatable. I, I'd probably go sweat, but okay. Uh, weak side linebacker, Kaiser White. Middle linebacker, TJ Edwards. Strong side linebacker, Hassan Reddick. Now you can make an argument. You throw Kobe Dean in there. You move some of those parts around, but we'll get into that. Left corner, Darius Slay. Right corner, James Bradbury. St starting free safety, Anthony Harris. St starting strong safety, Kayvon Wallace. I may throw Epps in there, but all of a sudden now you look at that starting lineup, that's a pretty formidable defense from one that went from being eh last year at best. Let's go. You've increased the productivity in terms of your pass rush with Hassan Reddick alone. You have Brandon Graham coming back. Keep your fingers crossed because anytime a player is older who comes off an Achilles injury, um, you, you don't know what that's going to be like. And who did we just see? It was a story that just came out earlier today. A player that was coming off an Achilles hadn't played since 2020. Rough oh. Achilles again today in a in a video. In a it was yesterday. Yeah, Tariq Cohen. <clears throat> Tariq Cohen. Uh, terrible, uh, terrible. So Gunner, he's trying to show teams, hey, I still got it, and yeah. he's he's Instagramming it. He wasn't doing anything to like, you know. He was just trying to show teams, hey, this yeah. is this yeah. is what I look like. And the guy, poor guy, blows his Achilles out in the middle of the workout, and he's done for the year again. And he's younger than Brandon Graham, and people are already wondering, is his career over? Right. You know, it's, it's sad because he's such a good back. Small back, but a very good back, very good return guy. Um, you know, and, and you hate to see that. And that's why I say keep your fingers crossed when it comes to Brandon Graham. Yeah. <clears throat> Older players, those injuries heal a lot quicker, but you're also more susceptible to having an injury like that occur uh, occur again. Yeah. But can you imagine you've got Brandon Graham coming off one uh, one direction, Hassan Reddick, Nicobe <laughs> Dean coming off in other directions, that's a quarterback's nightmare. A defense coordinators, offensive coordinators and quarterbacks have a lot of sleepless nights worrying about that kind of firepower coming at them. And, of course, you have two of the best in the game in Fletcher Cox and Javon Hargrave. They don't pile up a lot of sacks like an Aaron Donald, but they push the pocket. They control the interior line of scrimmage. They command double teams, which allows a lot of other guys to free themselves up and finish off the play. So that's, a, that's an offensive coordinator quarterback's nightmare. <clears throat> Again, if it falls into place, you can't emphasize that enough. I've seen potentially good defenses bottom out, and I've seen defenses nobody 
thought much of anything, and all of a sudden it gelled and ended up in the top three or four defenses in the National Football League. So there, there's so much to be optimistic about this team. And I, I would imagine also the number of people and fans and onlookers are going to increase when it comes to training camp. I know the Eagles have more of a controlled environment now because it's at Novacare more so than Lehigh. Mm-hmm. But you're going to have more people knocking at the door trying to get into those practice sessions, and rightfully so because of the potential uh, of what this defense and this team could be th- this year. It's very rare that the Eagles fan base has sort of a universal view on something, right? Uh, in, in, right. Like there's usually people are very torn or or whatever. I mean, I don't know, and it, uh, judging by our comment section, what I'm seeing on social media, what people are saying, but there there is just this sort of uh, collective praise of what's happened in this offseason and excitement. I mean, I th- we went into this offseason, I think, with, with optimism. Optimism is probably fair. But I think we've graduated to a point with the moves that they've made where people are through the roof about this team, and the expectations have, have risen in a huge way here. Remember, tell me the last time a fan base has been in unison across social media platforms <clears throat> singing the praises of Howie Roseman, Howie Roseman, MVP, Howie Roseman. You know, when was the last time that happened? Maybe, maybe 2017 when they brought in Alshon Jeffrey and brought in some of those other pieces to complete that Super Bowl run. But I, I it's hard to remember the last time people were really embracing Howie Roseman the way they are right now. Howie Roseman, has basically given this fan base a lot of hope. This was a fan base that went in with a lot of optimism even before today's move for 2021. Uh, A lot of reservation because of Jalen Hurts and Jonathan Gannon. Now all of a sudden there's more optimism more so than anything else. But Rob, as you know, you're from here. You know how this is. Uh Fans get so jacked up sometimes. (laughs) <laughs> that when you have a letdown, it's like the world has ended. And that's why I always say, you know what? You have to you have to kind of, it's like driving a car. Sometimes you got to go 30 miles an hour. Sometimes you can go 70. <laughs> you know? And sometimes you got to do the speed limit, 55, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but, 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 you know, Eagles fans in this area, man, they're, they're all right now doing it. It's like they're on the Autobahn. They're doing over 100 miles. <laughs> Hours right now what this team could possibly be yeah but you know what Derek and this is this is not even specific to this what we're talking about but it's more of a fan thing in general it's okay like you should be able to enjoy yourself like I know ultimately hey we're gonna see and they have to stay healthy and we'll find out once you know so only one team wins the Super Bowl and and all that's all all well and good but you know we're in May if if your team can give you this kind of excitement level and this kind of joy in May Enjoy it, man. You're a fan. Like um, you don't have to, you don't have to sit there and look at it objectively, like maybe we do or whatever. Like I say to the fans, dude, have fun today. Yeah, like you got you should have a lot absolutely. to be excited about. Yeah. But you know what though? See, from a from a business standpoint, think about this: the number of jerseys they're going to sell. Oh. James Bradbury, AJ Brown, AJ Brown, Nicobe Dean. Oh man, Jordan Davis. You know, think about the merchandising sales that are going through, through the roof between now and September as well. Yeah, the pro shop is tearing it up, I'm sure. Oh. You know oh. what I mean? They are killing it right now. Yeah, that's for sure. But, but I think it is good. It's like a communal thing. 
you know how it is. You get together with your buddies or you're texting with your buddy. You believe this. You believe what they do, you know, in a good way. I mean, there's there's think about the crap with the Sixers and how frustrated we get with the Phillies and how bad the Flyers were and all that. You know, you, you deal with enough of that kind of stuff. So enjoy it. You know, have fun. You, you have a different organization that, that is clearly going out in this offseason saying, yeah, we're we're pushing in here, man. So, it, it, you know, realize that. Hey, man, look, the sun is shining. It's mid seventies outside, mm-hmm. and the Eagles get James Bradbury. <laughs> yeah. It's the perfect. It's the perfect trifecta for Eagles fans, right? Life is good, man. It's good. Enjoy yeah. it while you can. You know. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So then, you know, you look at that, and that's that's one side. And let me mention a couple others because I, I see people on the stream saying this. Yeah, I didn't mention Avante Maddox. Absolutely, you know, he's your slot guy for sure. Yeah. I mentioned. I think. I think. Epps might get the call ahead of Kayvon Wallace. You know, you know, we'll see how that some of that ends up happening. But, you know, they all of a sudden have some depth now, too, because I can, you know, we're throwing some of those names out there. Gunner, I didn't mention Jordan Davis. I didn't mention Milton Williams, right? And, and right. you know, Sweat and Barnett can go either way. I didn't mention Zach McPherson, who uh, Barrett is pretty high on, or at least thinks the organization will be. Sean Bradley, a guy who could step in there, a good special teamer, but, but also a pretty good backup. Uh, Tyron, Tyron Jackson, who I know, excuse me, I know they're high on. Like, we haven't had the opportunity to talk about depth like this in a very long time, and there's some depth here now, too. Yeah, my only concern is still when you talk about, you know, McPherson and Epps, how much will they improve? Because I think when you look at the level from going from Slay to – Bradbury to what's behind you, um, you know, initially you think of the, the, the drop-off is significant in terms of level of play, and you expect uh, offenses to attack them, to test them more so than not. But if, you know, if they, 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 they had one year in, in Jonathan Gannon's system, mm. and now they're coming back a year older, a year wider, they've got some great veterans to teach them the little tricks of the game, how to cheat. What to look for? How to read deep? How to read offenses better? How to read the guy you're lining up across from a lot better? His foot mm-hmm. placement? Does he lean to the inside when he's going to run a run a slant route? Does he? You know do, how do, do, how does his body shift when he explodes off the line of scrimmage to give you that edge? You know you you've got you got hungry guys. You've got guys who can teach these young guys. You know you got a great nucleus here, man, to do some great things. No doubt. Um, and, and so. You know, I, I hope it all comes together. I, I like it. I look at it like this right now, as we look at it, it's the perfect storm. You've improved your offense with just the addition of AJ Brown, <clears throat> Devontae Smith. You know he's going to get his. If the, the good young stable of running backs, you know the key is, um, can you keep them healthy? Yeah. The backs. Um, your defense with the addition of one player today has improved tremendously on the back end. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's so it's the perfect storm and perfect complement of players to be one of the upper, upper echelon. Um, now, if the Eagles run an AFC, you know, you would say, okay, they can compete because the AFC is loaded. When you look at the talent across the AFC, that entire AFC West, Baltimore, you know, Tennessee, Indianapolis, Pittsburgh, you know, all these teams, you, I mean, you got you got across the board. In the NFC, the margin slims down a lot. We're talking Tampa Bay, Rams, right. Green Bay, and then everybody else. Yeah, Ram. Yeah, exactly. You know, I, I agree with you. I mean, that's 
that's the fascinating thing about this, Derek. It's not the conference is nowhere near as deep. I mean, you nailed it. Cowboys, Eagles, Green Bay, Tampa, Rams. Maybe, maybe Saints. Maybe. May, yeah, maybe Niners. Dep- I, I don't know what that's going to look like with the quarterback situation. But yeah, I mean, you're you're in that mix in a strong way. Oh, you know what? I, yeah, I, I, how do you forget about the Niners? I think even if yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo is your quarterback, which I do believe Jimmy Garoppolo is going to come back, I don't think they're ready to trust a young kid yet. Mm-hmm. The 49ers, there's a, there's a prime example of a team where your defense is going to, to keep you in games and win games for you more so than the offense. They have offensive firepower, don't get me wrong. <clears throat> but San Francisco defense, personnel-wise, is one of the nastiest defenses in the league, man. You know, they've got a lot of first-round picks in that defense, and they got guys that can flat-out ball in their defense. I don't know how we we overlook San Francisco. Mm-hmm. I, I think, agree with you. I, I agree. I think San Francisco, even if Jimmy Garoppolo comes back, if they can iron out the issues issues well financially with Debo Samuels, that's one of the teams you have to really consider, consider as a Super Bowl candidate for the NFC. Yeah, no, look, fair enough. All right, let me do the same exercise with you here on, on the offensive side. So, Hertz, Sanders – Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown, Goddard, Mylotta, Dickerson, Kelsey, possibly Sayamalo, we could debate right guard, Lane Johnson. Now, listen to the depth here. You know, Minshew behind Hurts, Scott Gainwell at running back, Pascal, Rager, Ward, you know, among others. We, we could, you know, I, I'm leaving out Quez Watkins, of course. I should have mentioned him. Uh, left tackle Dillard, uh, right guard, uh, left guard Opeda, but you could plug in a lot of different guys, you know, potentially there. Jurgens behind Kelsey. Yep. Uh, you know, what uh, Driscoll, who else am I missing here? Uh, Anderson, who they like, Toth. Right, I mean, right. there's a, there's again, you know, you're in the trenches at least, some pretty good depth there, which is we know, Gunner, in this sport, it's such an attrition thing that guys are going to go down. You have capable backups now where you don't fall off a cliff with this team. No, and, and those guys got a lot of experience being interchangeable parts last season when they had injuries along the offensive line. And once they, they adapted and went almost exclusively to the running game, that running game never missed a beat. You know, it wasn't by accident this team was the number one running team in the National Football League. <clears throat> once they cranked it up against Detroit and kept that, that ground game machine rolling. You know, so even if a frontliner falls off, you know, if you have to move Sayamalu over the center, if Kelsey gets hurt. If you have to put in, uh, once they get the kid Jurgens up to speed, Driscoll can play right guard. Driscoll can play right tackle or left tackle. If they keep Dillard, you know, you can move Malata to the right side. It's not his natural side, but you can move Malata to the right side if Lane gets hurt and put Dillard on the left side based on what we saw him play the second half of the season. That's why I say across the board, when you look at this Eagles team, comparing this team to every other team in the NFC, I think they are comparable on paper to every other team in the NFC. The difference is quarterback play. Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, um, Matthew Stafford. Mm-hmm. I think that's the big difference. And you look at the weapons that you look at the weapons the Rams have to throw to you look at the weapons Brady has to throw to Um, they both have stout running games. They, those two teams have more power running games. They like to out muscle you 
and, and freight train you. The Eagles running game is more finesse than it is power. Mm-hmm. They love their zone. And I'm not talking about the offensive line because the offensive line mauls people. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about in terms of the backs. The backs are more finesse backs, more so than the power backs that the Rams um, and, and, and Tampa Bay has. Even Green Bay has that big kid, A.J. Dillon, mm-hmm. who's 250 pounds, to offset Aaron Jones, you know, for a change of pace. Um, but but what the Eagles did when Sanders went down, somebody else steps up. Right. You know, one man's injury is another man's opportunity. And, man, did they take full advantage of that last year. Yeah. Uh, so, you know what? Let the chips fall where they may in the NFC, you know, and let's see what happens. Um, I think we're going to be surprised by a number of teams. I think we can see some things. I think we can see a team or two <clears throat> that we think is on the upside in the NFC fall and a team we're not talking about, whether it's the Eagles or another team, a team we're not expecting a lot from to rise from the ashes and shock some people. It happens every year. Uh, you know what's funny? We, we've we for the large majority of the show today, we've talked Eagles and the and the Bradbury move and kind of where they're at. And you know, one of the things we discussed was who's the Heat more on, basically Jalen Hurts or or, uh, or Jonathan Gannett. You know what's funny in the in the entire discussion? We haven't even brought up Nick Sirianni. Like, how, how often do you have these kind of discussions about expectation and a head coach's name isn't brought? Isn't that strange? And that's something you're right. We've been on for what over an hour and a half. We haven't mentioned Nick Sirianni once. Yeah, comes to the pressure being on him, but it starts at the top. Let's face it; it starts with the head coach. Uh, the, the 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 head coach is the puppet master. He's got to get all the pieces moving in place. He's got to be in Jonathan Gannon's ear. What the heck are you doing over here? You know, what, hey, you got to fix this now. You know, he's he's got, got the pressure on him. You know, when when and where do you put in certain pieces? When do I move A.J. Brown from the outside to the slot? When do I bring in Zach Paschal, you know, who can play either positions? How do I keep moving? You know, how do I move Devontae Smith around to free him up? You know, who am I using on the jet sweep? Who's the best option on the jet sweep? You know, so on and so forth. But, yeah, it's funny. We haven't even mentioned Nick Sirianni in terms of the pressures that's on top of him to get this thing done. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. You know, you, there's a lot of things you liked about last year. His adaptability certainly yep. leaps out as one of them. Yep. The fact that the players bought in, Derek, which is a big deal. It's not an X and O thing, but the whole, you know, tree and planting a tree. and whatever. They they got behind him for that stuff. So that's a big Absolutely. deal. That just tells you, like, these, all right, you know, we'll, we'll you know, and guy, the veterans, too. Kelsey, the older guys, got behind him with that stuff. So that's a big deal, too. But now there's also pressure on him. So that part of it is going to be really, really interesting to see what ends up happening there for sure. Um, be optimistic, be enthusiastic, Amen. but be, be objective as well. You know, that's the key thing. Be objective, be patient. And again, I can't emphasize it enough from May to August, you watch, you look, you listen. It means nothing until you hit the ground in September. Absolutely nothing. Yeah. I've seen uh, I've seen so many players have these fantastic camps. All of a sudden, they're in a witness protection program throughout yeah. the season. You know, uh, players you don't even think about, in, you know, who just go unnoticed in training camps, all of a sudden come from out of nowhere. And you're like, where did this kid come from? You know? Right. Same thing with winning and losing in a preseason. Go 0-4 in the preseason, 0-3 now with the new, with the, with the new uh, way they're doing things. And all of a sudden, <clears throat> you win a division, get in the playoffs. Go undefeated preseason. You can't get out of the basement in your division. So that's why I say, you know what? Enjoy this moment. Be enthusiastic about it, but also proceed with caution. 
and keep your eyes and ears open and let's see what happens. All right, fair enough. All right, now, Gunner, you got it. You got a roll. You're headed to uh, Brian Dawkins' golf tournament, so you go have fun. Get his, Line up some guests for us for the next couple of days. That'll be fun. You you and Barrett. I got, I got, I'm going to put you to work. Uh, hey, I'm glad you said that. I already got Hollis Thomas lined up. Okay. Dakale Spikes lined up. Corey Simon. You're a machine. I told you, man, I don't mess around. All right. All right. I got him all right. Oh, I, Jason Navant. Don't worry. I got Jason Navant. All right. <clears throat> I, I like it. I won't let you down, Rob. All right. And and try and keep Barrett under control. Good luck with that. But it, it, it'll be fun. And get that voice better, man. Enjoy. Hey, tell you what, though. My wife, you know, my wife told me this morning, take, what would you say on Advil, Cole, and Sinus? Yeah. She told me, would you please take Advil, Cole, and Sinus? Me being me, I got, you know, my, my laptop was on the blink. I'm trying to fix this. Um, <clears throat> you know, I'm doing 20 different things I forget. Mm-hmm. So I struggled through the first part of the show. About an hour ago, she gave me two of these capsules that look like ostrich eggs yep and bill cole and sinus oh so my voice is starting to get better i'm like good yeah you're good to go well listen go enjoy yourself thank a big assistant mrs gunn go enjoy yourself and we appreciate it gunner we'll talk to you tomorrow at 12 all right probably have a good rest of the show all right my man quick time out we come back the king himself we are in the midst of royalty howard eskin will be joining us from the novacare complex don't go anywhere sports take rob ellis Derek gunn Jacob Sports Network. of life first trust bank is there for you because philadelphia dreams deserve a philadelphia bank at action news we cherish every moment and it's our profound responsibility to bring you closer to your world never miss a moment trust the people at action news in Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work, building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities with Local 98, visit us, IBEW98.org. All right, did you know I was the Mommy Slam Dunk Champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really, don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, I go to left, I fake a mom. Mama, go. Oh, mama! She did it. Again, you can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. 
Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back in, everybody. Rob Ellis, Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. My distinct pleasure to be joined by our next guest. And he's coming to us live. Look at the, and the hair is perfect. He's got the shades on from the Novacare Complex. Looking good on this beautiful May day. Howard Eskin, the one and only. What's happening, Gene? Well, it's a little warm out here, Rob, but I figured I'd give you a little ambiance of the Eagles. With the Novacare complex in the background, the shades are just a nice touch because, you know, although we had sun on the day they predicted rain, we have sun on the day now they're predicting sun. So it's a little warm out here. Your, your weather beefs. We're going to get into your weather beefs in a minute. But what, what do we got? Oakley's? What's going on with the shades? What, what are we What are we? Oh, the prescription. They're actually prescription. They're Oakley prescriptions. Okay. And I know you can't see it on the screen. I guess somewhere in one of the corners here it says King. There's a there's an inscription that says King. You're I forget which corner. Let me yeah. see which. It's on, the, it's on my left eye. It's on this one here. You are so out of control, man. <laughs> it's, it is unbelievable. But look, you, Howard, you're there today and – you know, the Bradbury news comes down, what, a, a few hours ago, whatever it was. And, and just the latest in, a, in in just a number of aggressive moves this offseason. I think a lot of Eagles fans went in, I mentioned this earlier, optimistic about this offseason. But I think this is they've gone above and beyond. Did you know they were going to be quite this aggressive in what they've done? Yeah, I, I thought they'd be aggressive. You know, how aggressive? Who would have thought that they would have gotten A.J. Brown? Remember, Tennessee – at one point said they didn't want to trade him. Then they realized they, I mean, they, they couldn't keep him because they weren't going to sign him for that number. So when you look at that, that really, okay. Uh, I assume they were going to get a defensive lineman. And if they had to move up a little bit, I know they were, and everybody talks to all the teams. So it's not rocket science here. It's not earth shattering news that they were talking to every team. They were talking to every team and they knew that Baltimore Davis, Jordan Davis only had three trips. So it was Baltimore, Dallas, and the Eagles. So they thought there was a pretty good chance that Baltimore was going to take him. So moving up there was not a surprise. A.J. Brown was the only surprise. But to be aggressive, I think Howie's always tried to be aggressive. Now, it hasn't always worked, uh, but he, he had enough draft picks to be able to do it. He's got draft picks next year in case he feels he needs a quarterback. So that takes it down the line. But now I uh, – once Bradbury, who knew that Bradbury was going to become available? This is what fans don't understand. Teams look at rosters, and they look at the other team's roster, and they say, you know, they're not going to keep this guy, and they're not going to keep this guy. And they're, and you know what? He could probably play for us, but we won't have to pay him as much as that team was paying him. Mm-hmm. So I, I, uh, I'm not surprised at this, but we didn't know that uh, Bradbury would be available. So – yeah, and they were just waiting until he agreed on the number that they wanted to pay him. And that's what it comes down to when a guy's out there. So he signs a one-year contract. If he's good enough, he'll get a multi-year. But it's about this year. Are they a better team? Yes. Uh, because he was aggressive? Yes. Uh, are they good enough to go to the Super Bowl? I don't think they're there yet. And it still comes down to one question, the quarterback. Can the quarterback take the next step? That's what it really comes down to. 
No doubt. But, but Howard, just to stay on the defense for a second, then we'll jump over to the quarterback. I mean, all of a sudden now a team that couldn't get after the quarterback well enough adds a Hassan Reddick, adds a Jordan Davis, gets Brandon Graham back. We were really always been concerned about the linebackers. You got N'Kobe Dean, you got Kazir White added to that mix. And then you go to the secondary with Bradbury now. I mean, I just see a mu- I see much better options for Jonathan Gannon in terms of having the ability to maybe be a little bit more aggressive or just just to you know change things up from a schematic standpoint. Well, I think people were overly critical of Jonathan Gannon last, uh, last year, just like they were at the beginning of the year. Some of the dopes on WIP. Uh, <laughs> I work not, with some of those. Of course, dopes. not myself included, or you. But uh, yes, yes. No, no, uh-huh. neither one of us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I wanted to fire Nick Sirianni after five games. <laughs> Idiots. You know, I, I, he's got to get to know his team. The players got to get to know him. And the toughest part of their schedule was the first five or six games of the season. Yeah. I mean, come on now. It's it was ridiculous. And Jonathan Gannon had to get to know his defense. Had to get to know his players. And you know, he had a couple of players that didn't play at the level that people expected and the coaches expected. Fletcher Cox was one of them. Hargrave played well, and then he kind of tailed off a little bit. Josh Sweat, you know, when you look at the numbers at the end of the year, he says, well, that's fine. But there was games that because it wasn't quite as good as he as he needed to be, Derek Barnett. So he had to get to know his players. But, yeah, Jonathan Gannon, I think, is a very good coach. Uh, he's now got more pieces. His defensive line should be better. Uh, his defense, I, I got to say, will be better. So with all those things considered, they're going to be a better team. You know, as much as offense is the biggest part of the game, the reality is it's pretty simple. You've got to stop the other team, especially when it comes down to the fourth quarter. Yeah, no question. And that was certainly an issue last year. But, Howard, you mentioned it. You go to the other side of the ball and – they get him A.J. Green, you know, to go with Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard, a pretty good running attack, arguably the best offensive line in football. What's your feel right now? We sit here, we're a few months away from this thing getting real here, but what's your sense with Jalen Hurts as we go into this season? I think he's got to take another step. Uh, I don't know, and, and I'm being honest, I don't know. Uh, he's got to make better decisions. He's got to make quicker decisions. He's got to go through his progressions better. He's got to run less. Uh, you know, they've got the weapons that people said, oh, He's got to get the weapons. Well, okay, so he's got two really good receivers right now. So we'll see. But he's got to take a he's got to take the step to the next level. Otherwise, this team is not a Super Bowl team, uh, and they can't even think about the Super Bowl. But he's got to be better. I mean, he says all the right things. Uh, he bonds with his teammates. He, he works hard, but it still comes down to the talent on the field and making the right decisions. How much of an advantage is it that he's now been with Sirianni for two years? I mean, in college, he transferred. He had different offensive coordinators. There was a lot going on. His first year, it was Doug. He hasn't had that kind of continuity. How big is that piece of it? Well, that's got to be important because his coordinator is the same. His quarterback coach is the same. His head coach is the same. Uh, So now he's got no excuses. So I don't want to hear, well, I've been with different coaches, and I've only had one year, so I'm really not a three-year player. He's a three-year player. Uh, the first year, he still learned, still played a little bit. So, I, again, I don't want to hear about last year being his first full year. He's got to take the next step, but the coaches being there from year to year obviously will help him a little bit. All right, let, let's let's jump around a little bit, man. Sixers, and we saw them bow out you know, in really embarrassing fashion for sure last week. And players admitting as much it wasn't even just you and I saying it on the radio or or, or here they said we didn't have the heart that was necessary to win this thing 
where do they go from here, Howard, with this bunch? Uh, uh, they might take a trip somewhere uh, and take go on vacation because I think next year they're in no better. And I don't know how they can be in better shape next year. They're not in better shape. Uh, they, despite what that fraud of a president, Daryl Morey, said, uh, they're not close to a championship. They're not they don't have flexibility. What flexibility? I mean, can somebody help me here? They can't trade a first round pick until 2029. All right. So that's out to trade Tobias Harris. Uh, what do they have on the team to trade to get better? All right. So let me, let me go to Tobias Harris. The only reason you want to trade him is to get a free agent. So now how are you going to do that if you can't trade Tobias Harris and open up some money? All right. So that's number one. Number two, what players do they have that are trade chips? Maxi Embiid? Well, they're not going to trade Maxi. I wouldn't be opposed to trading Embiid. Again, it's got to be for the right deal, and it's got to be somebody. Mm-hmm. Teams have, uh, you know, our team's close enough to, to take him. I don't think you will win a championship with Joel Embiid. Number one, he's not a leader. Number two, he can't carry a team. And he's a really, really good player. Don't misconstrue or confuse what I'm saying. He's a really good player. But it's carried a team that lost their, their second and third best players and they still are 14 games over 500 uh, the Sixers don't have they still have the same head coach which I think the players are starting to bail out on him James Harden we haven't I haven't even mentioned him yet he is not the same player that was a bad trade I know they had to get rid of Ben Simmons but you didn't have to trade with New Jersey but Maury had such a love affair with James Harden he was not going to do anything else the Sacramento deal probably could have happened I'd rather go into the future with Halliburton and Buddy Heald coming off the bench because Maury traded his whole bench. Uh, he traded picks and now doesn't give him flexibility. I don't know where they are. They're no better next year, I think, than this year. Uh, but they're going to tell you that because they want their season ticket holders to renew the tickets, although they already started billing those people. So uh, it, it, it's just, uh, I don't, you know, all this, this nonsense that Maury puts out there that Brian Winhurst, who I, I know is a pretty good reporter, but he get fed by Daryl Moore. Oh, he's going to try. The word is try to be really aggressive this off season. He can try, but I, I don't. I don't know what he can do. I mean, yeah. don't give people false hope because they already had false hope this year. They weren't while they were still playing. They weren't even close to the same teams in the playoffs. Miami or Boston or the other side in the West. I, I and in the in the in their conference, Boston, Miami. Um, uh, Milwaukee. Uh, Milwaukee yeah. will still be better. Uh, I don't know if other teams might take a step up. Atlanta had a bad year. I, I can't figure them out. Uh, and maybe a five or six seed next year. Uh, it, it's just, uh, I don't know where they go. They're just, they have the wrong president who acts as the general manager. They have the wrong coach and they don't have players they don't have players that are winners. Is there any leader? There's no leader. There's no nobody on that team that can carry a team. And that's where I think Embiid fails. And I'm tired of his whining and woe is me. And yeah, I really felt a lot of pain. I don't want to hear that. Just go out there and play. I don't want to hear that. Yeah, I wish I had Jimmy Butler on that. I wish we, we didn't lose him. Don't say that right after the game when the other players in there are fighting with you. They fought with you to play the game. You know, you might say it a month or so down the line. But the Sixers have made a lot of mistakes. The process is, was a joke. 
was a farce and all those morons and nitwits that were drinking the Kool-Aid uh, got what they deserved. Nothing. No, they got one first round pick and he only dropped the three because he was hurt all the time. And who's to say he stays and beat stays healthy all the year. What first round picks that they make with all the first round? Nerlens Noel, stiff. Michael Carter Williams, stiff. Jalil Okafor, stiff. Dario Sarge, who people love, stiff. I mean, it's stiff. Markel Fultz. Markel Fultz. You know, it's just, uh, you go right uh, down the line. It's a joke. Well, ben Howard, here's. Ben Simmons was a fraud, too. Right. Well, here, here, here's the ironic part, right? They went through the process because they couldn't get out of the second round. They didn't want to be in that perennial, you know, just good enough to get in the playoffs and get bounced. And guess what? This group hasn't gotten out of the second round. It's unbelievable. I mean, that's what they are. But but wait a minute. You should relax because Glenn Rivers, there's only one doc in Philadelphia, and that's Julia Serving. And he didn't, uh, Rivers has not earned that name. Yeah. Glenn Rivers said after they lost on Thursday night, I've done a terrific job. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right, I just um, I'm glad you think so. And you're uh, the one who asked them the question pointedly. And and I will I'll give you props, Howard. First of all, you always show up. Number one. Number two, you never shy away from the tough questions. I will tell you that you've battled Glenn quite a bit uh, since he's been here. Give me a percentage on Glenn being back as a Sixers coach next year. Is this thing a well, stone cold lock? No, I I think it's ninety five percent. And here's the reason I say that. Everybody assumes they throw the Lakers out there. His agent is putting the Lakers out there because he wants people to, to want Glenn Rivers as their coach. You have to be brain dead. With what happened here in Philadelphia, you got to be delusional to hire him <laughs> as a head coach. Why would the Lakers – first of all, he would only want to go there because he just extends uh, another extension of coaching. He probably got two or three years. He's only got – I don't – I will be surprised if he's going during the season next year if things don't go well but right. why would the lakers hire him? why would anybody hire him? I, I i don't and, and the lakers aren't going to win I, I don't understand why they would hire him yeah. you know they can get other coaches why would they hire him that doesn't make any sense to me i don't get it either and it's like if people aren't aware of what this guy's done since he won it in boston that was 2008 I and mean, we're talking about 14 two decades years. ago yeah 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 with four Hall of Famers, uh, two decades ago, yeah. two decades. Yeah. And the reason he's won all these games is because he's coached so long. Do you know, in 23 years of coaching, now the only guy there is Spolster, because I think Spolster's been with Miami for like 25 or 26 years. Right. He's uh, Glenn Rivers, with all the jobs he's had, has only been out of work five days. He always sets up his next job. He beats the posse to get to the next job. And that's wow. what happens. Uh, that's you know, think about that. Only five days out of work and all those years with multiple jobs. They ran it. And the, the thing is, they ran him out of the Clippers because the players got tired of him. Why would the Lakers in the same city because they know the situation hire him? I think uh, Sixers fans are stuck with him. Now, uh, just think of this. Two of the guys on the Sixers staff at one point, one is the coach of Boston right. and one is the coach of Phoenix, who is the, who is the coach of the year. Uh, Monty Williams, yeah, yeah, Monty Williams, yep. So it's just, it's it's pretty sad, but uh, I would I think he's back to start the season. I'll give it ninety five percent. I'll always give that five percent because Daryl Morey almost never tells us the truth anyway. <laughs> when he said yes, he said, said yes. Okay, good. And knock uh, yourself out. 
last one on the Sixers. I do want to hit you with the Phillies, and I want to I want to also let people know about the Eagles Autism uh, Challenge, the bike ride, which you take part in as well. But uh, Harden to me looks like a guy who's cooked, and Daryl Morey has this obsession with him where I don't think he can look at it objectively. What's your sense of where that thing goes? Are they going to give him a long-term extension? Hard. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked because they tampered, but everybody tampers and nobody complained because the Nets were glad to get rid of him. Mm. So I'm sure he told him, Hey, listen, I'll take care of you with the extension. If they give him a max contract as an extension, Daryl Morey ought to go directly to jail. He should be <laughs> locked up. <laughs> he should be locked up. Uh, should be locked up for stealing money as the president right now. <laughs> you ought to go out in handcuffs. That ought to be a promotion uh, uh, for stealing money. <clears throat> I just can't believe it. But what I could see happening. All right, James, listen, I'll give you three years, 35 a year. He's due to make 47 next year. And that's his decision, yeah, opt which in. he obviously is not going to give out. He's yeah. going to opt in at the worst. So I'll give him three years at 35. I don't want him for three years at 35 million a year. Nope. Why do you want him for three years at 35 million? Uh, I think he's going to give him some kind of extension. But here's the sad part. He's here next year for at least 47 million. He's here next year, one way or the other. He's yeah. here next year. He is a shell and, of himself. I, Howard, I wouldn't give him a dime yeah, he he is. this year. I would not give him a Wait dime. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Embiid said, don't expect the same player you saw in Houston. He's now a facilitator, and Daryl Morey didn't agree with that. Mm-hmm. Well, you didn't trade for a facilitator. You can get anybody off the street to be a facilitator. You can get guys that, you, that are undrafted players to be facilitators. That's yeah. not what you got them for. Yeah, they, they, got, they got problems with James Harden. He's, yeah. he's, it's kind of, he's done. He's yeah. done. And you know what? He's never won. He's never won. The last time, Tim Lager, and I'm trying to remember exactly what he said, mm-hmm. said something – the last time Harden won a seventh game in the playoffs was 2015. It was something about the end of a playoff series. Hmm. It was 2015, and he didn't play most of the fourth quarter with Houston. So it's something that just shows you that he's just not a, he's not a winner. He's not a winner. It's that simple. He's no. not a winner. And they lack that. Exactly. And they, lack, they lack toughness in, in a big, big way. When the going gets tough, they all check out. That is a major issue with this team. That's yep. for sure. Yeah. Yep. All right. Howard Absolutely. Phillies. Phillies trying to figure them out, man. They had the West Coast swing where they play well. They score some <laughs> runs. They come back home last night and it's hibernation time again. What do we have with this team? Well, just you got to look at the deeper than the, than the results. They were lucky to win three out of four. Lucky. Lucky. Every game, I think the bullpen imploded. Every game. Yep. I think every game the bullpen imploded. So they were lucky in that regard. Okay, they had some offense. Bryce Harper didn't play the first game in the homestand. I'm not sure whether he's going to play the second game because he's hurt. That's an issue. I don't think he'll play the outfield all year. Mm. I don't think you're going to see him in the outfield all year. I think he's going to have to have some kind of surgery. But Otani had what people are telling me is the similar injury. He hit the whole year, and then he had surgery at the end of the year. So he'd be available early next season. So, um, I, I, Schwarber, Schwarber can't hit with two strikes. Let's, let's make that clear. He can't hit with two strikes. Strikes out four times in the first game against the Padres. And he can't play defense. Uh, he's a nice player, but he's not a nice player to play every day. That, that, that's the difference. And look at their, I, I mean, Didi Gregorius, when he plays, is, he's cooked. 
Man. And Stott obviously is not ready yet. Mm-hmm. And the bottom of their lineup in that game against the Padres, you had Stott and Quinn hitting like 130 and 150. Uh, it, it, it's it's brutal. Yeah. And JT Riamuto, that was a bad contract. Now he's a he's a nice player, and he's a good catcher. Mm-hmm. But he's a 260 hitter, which he's not hitting 260 now. And he, he's probably 20 home runs. Yep. I don't know that you give him – they didn't have to give him five years. They made a mistake there too. So yeah. there, there's, a, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of challenges here with, this, uh, with the Phillies team. I, if, you, if you had to look at, at Maury I'm, – I'm sorry, at, with Girardi or Rivers, who's been more of a bust or a disappointment to you in their time here? Well, I would say – they both have been a disappointment. Hmm. I, you know, I, I kind of probably have to say Rivers more so. Because although he said, what did people expect? That's another thing he said. What oh. did they expect when I came here? Yeah, well, they, give me a break. Before, yeah. Two years, two years before he got here, they won 51. Three years before he got here, they won 52. I mean, stop, you know, spare me, will you? Uh, <laughs> so he's, uh, he's a disappointment, but Girardi's a disappointment. I don't think any of them uh, – well – you know what? I don't think Girardi will be here next year. It looks like he's going to make it through the year here, but I don't think for sure he's going to be here next year. It's not Dave Dombrowski's guy. You know, I still, I still can't get the name Jim Leland out of my mind. I know he's 77, but Dombrowski loves him. He hired him twice as manager. Mm-hmm. Hired him twice. So to take over, if there's a change this year, I wouldn't be surprised that they bring Leland in just to get these guys. Uh, I, I don't know what you can do with a baseball player, but uh, they've got to be better. And there's inconsistencies in the in the offense. Um, they're not going to score nine and ten runs like all these fans thought they would. But I don't even know if they're playing mm-hmm. good. Start okay. Yeah. Uh, and the offense is still too inconsistent. All right. This is what I love about you. So you know you you're you're not afraid to ask the tough questions at the press conferences. You're always there but you're always in a beef with someone. And I didn't think when I was scrolling through social media the other day, okay. you'd be in a beef with Cecily Tynan of, of ABC of channel six. What is happening here where you're battling okay. with Cecily Tynan? Okay. I'm out playing in a charity <laughs> golf tournament and we're all prepared to come off the golf course. We're just waiting for the lightning and the heavy rain. Yeah. And, and all of a sudden the sun pops out. So I had to stop. I, I don't even know what hole I was on. I said, what the hell is going on around here? So I wrote, I just wrote a tweet that the weather people are clueless. Uh, and they must have got their meteorology degree at Target. Then people said, well, it wasn't Target. It was Walmart. And it wasn't Walmart. It was CVS. And it wasn't CVS. And they just go down the list of stores. So she takes, <laughs> she takes offense to it. That's the reason I got in a beef with her. Because they are the dramatic, they create these dramatics. Schools were closed. Schools were called out early. Businesses, restaurants, I know some of them closed at night because they said nobody's coming out anyway. So businesses lost money. Schools had to cancel either a full day or part of a day. And she says she's perplexed in her tweet. I'm perplexed why people are so upset about the forecast. Well, what's the difference between a warning, uh, a watch, and a warning? That's not the point. You dramatized it. You made it pretty clear that by 2 or 3 o'clock, we were going to get heavy rain, lightning, thunderstorms and lightning, and possible tornadoes. That's your forecast. 
own it, baby, own it. Uh, you know, stop with all this nonsense. Then she goes back and forth, and then and then she puts out. She's really cute with, with her tweet. She says, "Well, the good thing is, uh, I got uh, my kids played two soccer games, and my daughter played a lacrosse game." And I'm trying to think. Wait a minute, how did that happen? They had to call those off earlier in the day. How did that happen? And here was the topper. And she really piles on and tries to create this sympathy thing. She piles on, she says, and it was great that their 90-year-old grandmother in failing health got to see them. Number one, even if she wasn't in failing health, why would you bring a 90-year-old out when the forecast calls for severe, <laughs> severe weather? What are you telling people? Oh, I don't believe any of that that she said. I don't believe it. And I kind of got an inkling from a couple of people that those games were never – oh, I'm sorry. Those games never happened. You know, I'm getting excited here. Those games never happened. So, but the ni- I feel good for the 90-year-old grandmother in failing health. What was she watching, old videos of Oh, my I mean, God. Why would you bring a 90-year-old grandmother in failing health out the games anyway? But, hey, listen, uh. Uh, you know, here, here's the bottom line. She takes, takes umbrage to this. And she's not alone. they uh. got to take, hey, listen, I was wrong. Just say I was wrong. You know, it's not. And then people say, well, you're wrong with the things you say on the air. Minor opinions. I don't cost people money. I don't close schools. I wish I had that power. I can't do that. Uh, so, and but whether people can, uh, I'll never forget. This was years ago, and she was on Channel Six. All the weather people predicted eight to ten inches of snow. So I went on what then was Periscope. Now Twitter goes live, and I'm driving around Delaware County, and I'm looking for. I'm going live, uh, and. On people i'm looking for the snow for you i'm telling you i'm not the channel six fan but i'm out there looking for snow you know maybe i'll find it i had thirty-eight thousand views in a quarter hour i mean it's because <laughs> people were laughing we were laughing i mean you are wrong sometimes suck it up it's part oh. of the job that's yes. all you know i don't have personally anything against her it's weather people but she chimed in okay baby you're <laughs> chiming in i'm chiming in too don't don't challenge me with with that kind of nonsense. Oh uh, my so, god, that uh, was that was an epic rant right there, man. That was that was unbelievable. All right, last one. Uh, I can't wait for the next. Hey, listen, she predicted sunshine today. Hey, Cecily, congratulations. <laughs> All right, last one. I, and I know how much you do from a charitable standpoint. You 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 give a lot of your time. Yeah, I know listen, what- nothing is this is personal. Okay, so. Just everybody got to relax here. Cecily's coming on next. She's going to debate you. We'll, 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 we'll deal with that. No, but uh, Saturday, you got you got a biggie coming up Saturday, Howard, because I know I'm in for yep. you uh, at WIP at 8 o'clock, and we'll be chatting then as well. But you got the Eagles Autism uh, Bike Ride Challenge coming up this Saturday? Yeah, and, you know, the important part is the bike ride. I got my bike ready. Uh, I'm ready to roll. Uh, but the most important thing is to raise money for autism research. I have family members on the spectrum and I met a lot of families that have uh, kids on the spectrum. And it's really, I learned a lot about it and I realized how important it is. And every year I go to the, I go to the wall. Mike Trout uh, was great to me recently. Bryce Harper has been good to me. Uh, Mike Trout, I sent him a text and he sent me a game used bat. I just got $5,500 for, for a donation. Awesome. He sent me spikes and batting gloves which I have up for auction now uh, for the charity. And then I get people that just donate. I've had players, I've had coaches, 
I've had a lot of people, uh, Kobe Bryant, may he rest in peace, donated $2,408 the last year he was alive for his two numbers in the NBA. Mike Trout always donated 2700 but now I asked him for a bat because I knew it would get more. So there's people out there. But the important thing, the bike ride is great. And the people out there, it's a ride. It's a 5K walk and run. Uh, but the most important thing is to create awareness and thus raise money uh, for autism research. And the Eagles have taken this on. They have a separate department, separate department. None of the money raised goes to those salaries. The separate department uh, that does all those things and puts it all together. And I just try to help. That's what I try to do with all the, the nonsense that people get on me for. Uh, uh, you know, by the way, some guy got on me. You said the Phillies were going to trade for Jose or was going to get Jose Batista. Well, well, that was what I was told. And they were working on it. I didn't say that. I said they were they're working on a deal with Don Brown back then. But in the end, I was right because the Phillies did have Jose Batista for a little while. Uh, yep. So I was right. So, you know, you know, I'm, I'm right. But it, there like, you go. Cares? Take, take, take yeah. that, Cecily. Yeah, there you go. Howard, listen, man, you go to philadelphiaeagles.com and, and that's how you can donate. And, and yeah, obviously you'll be updating stuff on your Twitter as well. Uh, yeah. We have, this has been a blast, man. I appreciate you hopping and, on and, with me today. And, 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 and Saturday, Saturday morning. I'm yep. gonna I'm gonna try to be on the phone while I'm doing the and give updates while I'm on the ride. We do it every year. Uh, yeah, you and I have done it the I last know. what three four years. It's, so I'm looking so forward to it. I'll yeah. do that, and I'll leave I'll leave you with this as far as right. meteorology. <laughs> I was a meteorologist for one week at Channel Three when they gave everybody vacation. They asked me to do it. Right. I just stay at the desk. I said no. I'm going. That week we had yeah. a blizzard, one of the worst blizzards in the history of Philadelphia. We had an ice storm which shut down the city two days later, and the National Weather Service called Channel 3 and said, you know what? He did a great job. It does. You don't have to know. It's not rocket science, either. All right? All right. Uh, it's sunny out, by the way. It's sunny out right now. There you go. That's my All forecast. right. Hey, you, 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 are the, you are the man, genius, and we always appreciate it. All right, brother? Thank you. All right, Rob. A pleasure. Take care. Howard, be good, man. I'll talk to you soon. All right. That was wow. Unbelievable. All right. We're going to step aside. We keep it rolling. Howard's the best. We keep it rolling. Dan Klecko is going to join us when we come back. Don't go anywhere. We'll continue with the Eagles discussion with Dan who played for the birds, played for the Pats, played for the Colts, won three rings in the, uh, in the, in the process. So don't go anywhere. We are sports take Jacob sports, YouTube network. of life first trust bank is there for you because philadelphia dreams deserve a philadelphia bank at action news we cherish every moment and it's our profound responsibility to bring you closer to your world 
Never miss a moment. Trust the people at Action News. In Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work, building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities with Local 98, visit us, ibew98.org. All right, did you know I was the Mommy Slam Dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really, don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, I go to left, fake a mom. Mama, go. Oh, mama! She did it. Again, you can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back, everybody. Rob Ellis with you. On this uh, Wednesday, it, you know, pretty uh, pretty significant day when you think about it. Uh, what the Eagles were able to do here, signing James Bradbury and adding to the list of what's been a very aggressive and impressive offseason, that's for sure. All right, Xander, we got Danny up there. We got Danny Boy. There he is. Dan Pleco, my man, my guy. So Dan and I, for, for, for folks who don't know, we do the postgame show together on WIP and the Eagles fifth quarter. What's happening, my brother? Um, hey, I'm good. There's nothing better than checking in a little early and hearing Howard honk up how great he is. There's, there's, I don't think there's anything better. I mean, if I was going to expect anything less from him, I would have fell off my chair. Uh, I need you to just rip weather people too. just just fall right in line. With, I can't what? see. I can't. The weather people, uh, I, I owe them because of last year. I mean, my whole neighborhood got destroyed by a, oh, yeah. uh, by a hurricane or a tornado. And they probably saved 20 or 30 people's lives by telling them to get in the basement. So I love the weather people. I don't care. They could do no wrong in my eyes now. <laughs> yeah. I, look, and my whole thing is, like, it's an inexact science. You're doing the best you can with reading the oh, models. Right. And, yeah. And, yeah. and it's like, this is what it looks like. This is what it probably is going to be. But it's not, you know, it's not the end all be all, man. That's all. It's oh, we can funny, still man. rip them. It's all right. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's what we do. What do we do better than ripping people? But right. you know, for folks who may not know, what a career Dan had. I, I mean, look, he's a very modest guy, so he's never one who's going to be telling you, you know, and talking about it. But when you consider this guy was the Big East Defensive Player of the Year out of Temple, he ends up getting drafted by the Patriots. He wins three rings. He catches touchdown passes from Brady and Peyton Manning. Comes here to the Eagles and and at one point gets converted from, from defense to offense and ends up, you know, just having an all around really good career. And just, you know, Dan, seriously, man. I mean, when you look back now, you've had some time to sort of reflect and, and, and take it in. How do you, how do you look back at your playing days and, and kind of how everything went for you? 
Yeah, it was, uh, I mean, I'll tell you what, Rob, it was something I never expected because, I mean, from the day I started high school football uh, up in up in Central Jersey, I was always told, you'll never make it, you're too small, um, you know, the big schools are scared off by how small you are. So, um, you know, like you said, for me to be the uh, Big East Player of the Year, you know, and, and that's coming from a conference that had the national champion, had Virginia Tech, had Boston College. I mean, at the time, the Big East w- was a really good conference. Um, that meant a lot. And, you know, and then to get drafted by the Patriots. And, and at the time, uh, they weren't really the Patriots yet. They were, right. they were you know, they, they had won the Super Bowl a couple of years ago, missed the playoffs. And Tom Brady was kind of still finding what he was. So to kind of be there as a, as a dynasty took off and, and, you know, became really what the Patriots were and the Patriot way was kind of born while I was there was really neat. And then to, to get a chance to go play with, you know, probably the, the second best quarterback of the generation in, in Peyton Manning, maybe of all time. And to be part of his only ring with the Colts. I mean, it was like kind of like a Forrest Gump type tale, you know, <laughs> um, you know, I don't know how, how much it was because of me, probably not at all, but um, to just say I was, you know, one of, one of the pieces that, that was able to do those couple of things and to come to get here, play here and, play for Andy, play with Donovan, play with that, you know, for Coach Johnson. Um, it, it was pretty awesome. And, uh, you know, the fact that I did get to come home and play for a couple of years, uh, that meant more than anything. I mean, you know, I remember sitting with Andy at the Maxwell Awards my senior year, and he was saying he was going to draft me. And when he didn't, I was mad because, I mean, of course, I didn't want to leave, right? You know, people get pissed I played for the Patriots. I didn't want to leave. I wanted to stay right here, you know, yeah. continue playing it, you know, at, at the at the link and, and – uh, you know, it didn't work out, you know, it was cool. I got to go play there, but, um, you know, I never wanted to leave here. This was home to me. And, uh, you know, it was awesome to come home and play a couple of years here too. No, it's, it's very cool. Dan makes us home here uh, now as well, but I, I got to ask him, I'm fascinated with the early days. Cause you were there for the early days of Brady. Did, did you, did you have an idea? I, I guess my question is not necessarily, you know, I'm not, they're not looking to a crystal ball, but did you see right. traits in him? That, that said to you, this dude's different. I mean, and you played with some unbelievable talent in your life, but was he just cut sort of differently? He was. And, um, you know, again, like I got there, his I think it was his fourth season, his third year starting. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was still in the background a little bit. I mean, he took a backseat to, to Willie McGinnis, to Ty Law, to Teddy Bruschi, Mike Vrabel, um, you know, uh, Richard Seymour, you know, those, those were the leaders, right? Those were the guys that, that Tom learned from, but in practice, um, you could just see that edge to him. Uh, you know, we'd be sitting around eating lunch, you know, BS and having fun, watching a little bit TV, taking our, taking our 20 minute break. And he'd walk in, grab a couple of grapes, make fun of us and say, all right, I'm going to watch more film. You guys have fun sitting here eating. You know, you just, you knew he was always putting in more work than you, no matter what. And you were just kind of like, you know, now, obviously, I never thought he'd become what he is now. I mean, to me, he's the greatest football player to ever play the game. Um, but, you know, sitting in that in that room, you thought he would be a great quarterback, right? You thought he'd be a great leader and looked at upon that way. But I don't think any of us would have thought he'd still be playing. I mean, oh, my God. And, and the fact that he'd still be playing at this level. I mean, last year, I, I don't think you can name me three quarterbacks that play better than that. I mean, yeah. maybe Josh Allen, maybe Patrick Mahomes. I mean, I, I don't think Aaron Rodgers should have won the MVP for sure. Um, you know, it's it's hard pressed to find me any guys that, that are playing better than him right now. Did he, Dan, he came out, what, four or five years before you did? 
in, in, in college, four, right? I, I, yeah, unbelievable. I think it was four years. Yeah, it's it's um, you know what he's done to prolong his career. Now, again, the game is different, right? It is. He doesn't take as many hits, but again, yeah. he did play in a time when you could hit the quarterback, when you could hit receivers. I um, mean, he was still doing the same things. You know, back in the early, early part of the two thousands, he was very much the same player. Um, now, obviously, he's become so much smarter, and he, and he realizes so much more about the game now. Um, but you know, just the fact that he is taking care of his body, he's taking care of his mind. The fact that he still wants to do this after twenty two years um, is is just awesome, and it's a testament to just how much of a professional he is. No question. All right, so let's look at the Eagles here, Dan, because. You know, when, when we, you and I did the post game show for that, that beatdown that happened, <laughs> you know, against the Bucks, right. Right. we're thinking to ourselves, you know, seems has a lot of work to do, right? You look at the offseason moves thus far. I mean, they get an AJ Brown, they get a Hassan Reddick, they get a James Bradbury, uh, you know, uh, among others, and not to mention Jordan Davis in the draft and Kobe Dean in the draft. And all of a sudden, this looks like a much more complete team. I didn't see them coming. I didn't see them being this aggressive. What are your thoughts on what they've done so far? You know, it's it's funny. You draft for, for what beats you, right? Like you usually draft within the division, right? But you look around this division, there's nothing that really scares you. So, you know, you, you draft to go beat Tom Brady. You draft to beat Aaron Rodgers. Um, you draft to beat, you know, Russell Wilson before he left. You know, the, those are the things you do. You, you draft to beat the teams that that you need to get to the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. um, and the way they've addressed this. Now you got to give Howie credit, right? Um, he he has always made moves, right? He never stands pat. Whether it's worked, whether it hasn't worked, Howie has always been very aggressive and realizes that you have to be moving forward in this league. Now, what they've done in this offseason, I mean, to, even just today, getting Bradbury. I mean, that right there, going into that Tampa game, you're looking at this thing totally different, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, getting Reddick, you're looking at the guy that can get after Brady. It's just, you know, that's the things you're starting to see now that they're putting this team together to go beat those high-powered offenses. I, I think they've done a great job, and uh, I'm excited to see how they put it together on the field. As a guy who mostly played defense, uh, you look at that side now, you get Brandon Graham back, you have Hassan Reddick, yeah. who's been double-digit sacks, you know, for two years, and we know what an issue it was getting after the quarterback last year, Dan. We talked about it all the time. I mean, how different is this going to look? And they also have pretty competent linebackers now, which we haven't been able to say in a long time also. How much better? I'm really excited to see N'Kobe Dean. Um, I thought that guy was going to be, you know, when I'm watching the national championship game, you know, I watch college football, but I watch it very casually. And when I'm watching them, you know, him in the playoffs and the last, you know, the SEC championship game, I'm like, yo, this kid's going to be a top 10 pick. Like, that's what I thought of him just watching him. So to watch him slide to the third round, now obviously it gives you pause. You know, like mm-hmm. what happened there? I, you know, everyone talks about mm-hmm. his medical. So, you, you know, there's obviously a little bit of pause there. But if he can be what you saw on the field, um, man, you just got one of the best linebackers in the draft. You really did. Um, and then Hassan. I mean, obviously, you know, go Temple. Temple yeah. That's awesome to see yeah. him come home and play. Um, I think it's it's cool to watch how – how emotional and excited he is to come home and play. I mean, that's a big deal. I don't think people realize that, you know, everyone wants to play at home. Um, And when you get a chance to come back and play, I mean, he's from the area, you get a chance to come back and play here and play where you played college ball. I think he's going to be a different animal out there. And then, um, you know, I look at a guy like even like Fletcher Cox, who did have a down year last year. Mm -hmm. Uh, I look at him and he's got to be energized, right? 
he gets a new big man next to him. He gets a new pass rusher next to him. Um, you know, they're trying to fortify the linebackers, and they're definitely putting corners out there now where it allows him to get after the passer a little bit more. He's got to be, you know, like I said, catching his second win now. He's got to feel great about that. No question about it. I, I just – I look at – how would you best utilize Reddick? I know he's kind of a hybrid. He's a you know, linebacker slash edge guy. What's everywhere. the best thing? To, everywhere. Okay. Everywhere. I'd put him somewhere different every play. Um, mm. Think uh, think Jamie Collins. Think, you know, okay. think, think guys like that. Like just – I'd bring him up the middle sometimes. You know, obviously he's going to he's gonna major in the edge rushing. But, I mean, put him wherever you want. Put him inside. Create a mismatch with the guard. I mean, this this is a guy who can play all over the field. I know he's a little smaller, but use that, right? I think you use him pretty much wherever he feels comfortable that game, let him go. Where would you fit – if I gave you like three choices with Gannon, if I said to you, hey, believe, don't believe, I don't know, I need to see him with some players. <laughs> where, where would you fall into to that category? Let's see him with some players, right? right. I mean, he, he's he's been doing it for – you know, he was, he was the head man or the coordinator for the year um obviously you saw when he ran up against good quarterbacks and good offenses he struggled now did he have the horses I don't know I mean you look at their D-line they had uh, a lot of their payroll dedicated to their D-line right so um for us to just say oh well they didn't give him the horses you know I think that's a little bit of a fallacy you know I think uh he did have the horses I don't know if he had he had the most motivated guys um mm-hmm. but now he has it right now he has the pieces that he's probably asked for um, let's see what he does. So let's, you know, all right. Give him the, you know. I got, I got a little surprise for you. All right. Let, let, let's bring our boy up. Let's bring him up. Z let, let's bring up, uh, our guy, our surprise guest for Danny. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead, Xander. Bring him up without further ado. All right. I'll bring him up. I guess here he is. <laughs> Barrett, Brooks. Boy. Barrett, where you at? I thought you didn't, you know, I was I'm looking forward to right talking to you golfing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be you when I grow up. Oh, and look, and look, I'm with my guy. I don't know if, if Xander's yeah. there, we got to straighten out this picture, man. What, what, do we, what do we have going on? For stateside. Oh, stateside yeah. vodka. Hold uh, Dan, he's obsessed with stateside vodka. So you, you found someone who can hook you up? Yes. I, well, they haven't given me that. I, I need my cases. They haven't given my cases yet. But I am here with the Delco rep. Delco, and, uh, woohoo! Oh, there you go, right? Yeah. Delco, with Rob E. Oh, awesome. And Dan Klecko. Delco too. Delco, Dan's a Delco boy from 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 way oh, back. Oh, that's Delco. Yes. Delco too. Yes. What's up, Phil? Well, I just want to check in, to make sure you guys is all right. Everything hey, good? Get them straight, man. Yeah, don't hurt anybody out there. All right, man. I appreciate you guys. All right. All right, buddy. See you, pal. Barrett, you're you. the best, man. Appreciate right, it, buddy. All right, thanks. I thought I'd give you a little a little Barrett love. We'd sneak him in. I there. know. He always him, likes to say hi, man. He gets off the golf. That's real nice. Real nice, Barrett. Yeah. How about that, huh? So we yeah, didn't we were the t- invite. I yeah. know. Yeah, we didn't want to go. Um, jump to jump to the other side real quick, Dan, because yeah. you know, offensively, you get in AJ Brown, who the beauty of this is this isn't, hey, I hope he's gonna be good. He was great in college. You know what this guy is. He he is legit to couple with Devontae Smith. I, I just think, you know. You had the Devontae who could kill you over the top. AJ's a great catch, you know, run after catch kind of guy. You got a nice compliment there with those two. You do. And then throwing Goddard too, right? Like you yeah. can't forget about him. I mean, you know, again, this is now his first offseason where he is the guy, right? This is this is where he'll he'll be expected to be the guy. So I mean, it was funny as soon as he he got traded here, AJ, I texted Brable and I said, My son is pissed. You just traded him away. 
<laughs> and uh, I still haven't yeah, heard Dan back. Dan and Vrabel play together. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I still haven't heard back from him on that one. I'm sure he's not real uh, happy. Yeah. But um, yeah, you you got it. Like you said, you got a proven All Pro receiver who could now lead that room, right? Mm-hmm. So you know, you look at he's going to teach Devontae how to be even more of a pro now. You know, I think I look at Devontae and he's a pro-ready guy coming from that Alabama place. Um, so I, I think he's he's pretty pro-ready. But, yeah, it's it's going to be very interesting to see uh, how Hurts can handle all this because, you know, we had this argument a lot last year with fans, mm-hmm. with, with, you know, within our circles of friends. I thought the kid did pretty good for his expectations, right? He's going to have the games where he, where he – you know, he, he messes the bed and he's going to have mm-hmm. the games where, you know, he's, he runs the ball, he looks good and, and, you know, he gets things going. Now, obviously the places he needs to work is his accuracy and, and um, you know, his reads is, you know, he comes off his reads really quick and, right. you know, so let's, let's see what he does. Let's give him another year. Uh, I don't think there was anybody worth um, giving up the farm for this year. I mean, maybe Russell Wilson, but especially in the draft, there was no one worth going to get. So I, I like that they gave the kid another year. They gave him every weapon in the world, and let's see what he could do. Well, yeah, and I think it's smart because he didn't overreach for a quarterback, you know, coming out of the draft like teams do all the time. You right. you, you you trade it back, so you have the you have the two first rounders for next year. I, I think it was very a very prudent, smart way to go about this thing. When the quarterbacks coming out next year, Dan, are a thousand times better than this year. And again, I don't know if he's going to play that. I I don't hate the guy, right? Um, I think he has his, his downfalls, but, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think he's going to be a good player in this league. Now, how great? Let's see. Um, again, you've been given these weapons. Let's see what you could do with them. And you're in your third year. There's no more excuses, right? Go go make the plays you got to make and get past the first round of the playoffs. You know, I would think that would be a goal internally for, for the Eagles to see him progress that way. Um, but the, the moves they have made have set themselves up very long term by not, like you said, not reaching, not not going and doing some crazy dream team two spin. You know, it's they, they've um, or dream team three now. You yeah. know, they're they're not doing anything stupid. They're they're staying within themselves and they're building through the draft, and that's where you see good teams in this league. I know we're three months away, whatever it is, from this thing getting real, and everything's on paper right now. But as you look at what they've done to the roster, are they right there with the Cowboys? Not quite. Have they surpassed? Where where are they with the Cowboys? You think? Look, I, I mean, I know the Cowboys record-wise looked okay last year, but what the hell were the Cowboys? Like, what, what was the big deal with the Cowboys, right? I, I think they're right there with them. Um, I would argue with the moves made in the offseason, they've become better than the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Now, again, let's let's see. Like you said, it's all on paper. None of this is, is proven until you get out on the field. But, you know, I, I think they're right there with the Cowboys. I think they're miles better than the Giants, miles better than the Redskins. Um, you know, let's, let's see. I, I would, I would think they're the best team in the, in the division right now. Wow. And I think the NFC is pretty wide. I know the champs are in the NFC and the, with the Rams, but you know, with what Rogers lost with the, the South other than Tampa, right. You know, I, it's, it's a pretty wide open conference now that it's kind yeah, of shifted every, in a lot of ways. Everybody ran away from Brady and Stafford. Yeah, <laughs> they did. They all ran away. They went to the AFC, which I think is stupid too, because you got those two animals over there. How about but, the um, West, by the way? The AFC West is nasty. Good luck. Good luck. Yeah, I know. Oh, but God. look, I think, uh, you know, just talking big picture in the NFL, if the Bills put it together, man, I mean, yeah. 
you know, if they get a couple of defensive pieces, they're going to be really, really hard to stop. But, um, yeah, I, you know, I look at the NFC and I don't see a reason the Eagles can at least make a push. I, I don't see it. I mean, they did it last year at the end of the year. Now, I know it was a little bit of fool's gold. The end of the schedule was a little bit, you know, weak. But still, you made the playoff, right? It was a playoff team. Let's build on that. Yeah, no question about it. So I, I, I want to hit a couple other th- odds and ends here with you, Dan, when it, when it comes to, to the game of football. We see Brady still playing, which is insane. When you hung it up, and I don't know how much of it was just injury or it was time or whatever, but did you know it was time or were you still – was it hard for you? You've made a real smooth adjustment, I got to tell you, to, to life. You're a successful businessman. You do a great job on the radio as well with, with, with the postgame stuff. Even though you, you have to put up with me. Um, but <laughs> it, how, how difficult was that transition for you? Because I know a lot of former athletes, it's, it's not as smooth. It's hard. I mean, it's, um, you know, and let me make this clear. I did not choose to walk away. Okay. The game, you know, I think for 90% of us, the game walks away from you, right? You get too old, too expensive. There's guys that can do just the same thing that you do. And they're, you know, they're they're a fraction of the price. And that's really what happened to me, right? I was just, and you feel it coming, you see it coming. And no matter what, though, it, it sucked. It's no fun. It was your dream. And now it's over. But again, that's life, right? You have to get on with life. Um, I thought I was going to be the next big radio thing in Philly. Didn't work. That's life. So I went and I sell insurance now. Turns out I'm okay at that. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it's, um, look, you never, you know, kudos to the guys that really plan. And I wish the NFL did a better job of that, of really planning while you're still playing. You know, you think you're going to play forever, no matter right. what you think, Oh, another team will pick me up. Oh, I'll, I'll have this money forever. The truth is it's, you know, unless you're, you're a top five guy on the roster, you've got a plan for life after. And, um, you know, I've just been fortunate in my life to meet some, some very good people that have, that have hired me to, to now work for, for Arthur J Gallagher and have now, um, you know, now given me opportunities to succeed in, in this career. But, you know, it is very hard when you're done to realize you're not a football player anymore. You now have to be, you know, you have to go do life. I mean, nobody feels bad for you. Nobody cares. You know, tell tell the guy that's, uh, you know, going to be, you know, laying concrete on right. or, 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 or putting up a roof when it's 95 degrees on Saturday. They don't feel bad that you're done playing football. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So you've yeah. got to go figure life out. And that's that's OK. You know, well, I'm, I'm sure you don't miss your body getting beat down or the practice. Run, but do you ever have the pangs every once in a while on a Sunday or in college football's case, a Saturday where you every once in a while, you're like, damn, kind of kind of missing it today. Every every Sunday, every yeah. time that the the, the Fox music comes on or every time it's the Sunday <laughs> night football. So, I mean, you get goosebumps and go, oh, I remember, you know, I'm, I'm always I have three, three boys now, you know, they yeah. 13, 12, and nine, and, and I'll remember, like, you know, they, they don't want to hear it, but I'll be like, oh, I remember playing at Mile High, or oh, I remember playing at Giant Stadium. And they're like, yeah, nobody cares, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, like, of course, every time I see a stadium I love playing in, or, or I see Mike coaching, or I see Tom still playing, I'm like, okay. I'm like, damn, they're still having the time of their life, you know? That's awesome. All right, well, lastly, I, I always like to, to bring up your dad, who Joe, who was an absolute beast stud at St. James at Temple in the NFL with the, with the sack exchange with the New York Jets and had just an insane career. But I know he wasn't a guy who really pushed football on you as you don't with your kids. You, you let them kind of come to it slowly. And in fact, I don't think what he didn't let you play till what high school or eighth grade. 
Yeah, my little brother was the only one that actually played before high school. Um, there's mm-hmm. three of us, and, and my older brother had to wait till high school. I had to wait till high school, and he waited till eighth grade. Yeah. Wow. So, um, yeah, and, and it was kind of it's going to be the same thing with my boys. I let my my 13 year old play this year, um, just because I could tell he was ready. The way he played yeah. lacrosse, the way he was just aggressive, I knew he was at least ready to step on the field. And he, he did great this year, my Nathan. Um, but my Christian asked if he could play this year. I said dude, you ain't ready. You're not ready. I'm not going to let you play. You know, the first time some big kid from Paulsboro cracks him in the mouth, he's going to look at me and go, all right, back to soccer. <laughs> I'm you know? done. So like, I'm out. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I know. Whereas I knew, I knew my, my big guy, he'd be like, yeah, let's, yeah, I'll be all right. I'll be back next play. Right. You know, so, you know, I'm going to be very smart about it too. Um, you know, I think there's, there's too many parents that push their kids too hard at, at a young age. Now, when you get into high school, and, and maybe maybe a couple of years leading up to it, you, you definitely have to start taking it serious because it's the way of the world now. But, yeah. um, you know, remember, they are babies and, and uh, you know, you still got to let them be be kids and watch their cartoons and mess around. And stuff. <laughs> well said, Dan. Appreciate it, man. Always great catching up with you. Uh, love talking to you. Obviously, love hanging with you during football season. But it was great talking to you today. I really do Absolutely, appreciate it. All right. Thank- all the best. That's Dan Klecko. All right. So it's been a lot of fun today, guys. Appreciate you you hanging with us. It, it was Gunner struggling with the voice, some technical stuff, but we got through it. And that's the bottom line for sure. We're back at it tomorrow. All, the, all three of us, Derek and Barrett and myself tomorrow at 12 o'clock for Sports Take. Uh, don't go anywhere. Dan Cilio is coming up. National football show. He's going to keep it rolling. Eagles continue to make moves, man. It is a beautiful thing. It's been a fun offseason so far, and we will keep the bird stock going tomorrow that's for sure i want to thank xander kraus our producer doing an excellent job as always for derek for barrett i am rob we'll see you tomorrow at noon for sports take jacob sports media network of life first trust bank is there for you because philadelphia dreams deserve a philadelphia bank at action news we cherish every moment and it's our profound responsibility to bring you closer to your world never miss a moment trust the people at action news in Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work, building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities with Local 98, visit us, ibew98.org. All right, did you know I was the Mommy Slam Dunk champion? Really? (laughs) 
Yes, really don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, I go to left. Thank you, Mama. Mama, go. Oh, Mama! She did it. Again. You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh-huh. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.